When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It is a Monday when you get it's, it's Monday morning. Yes. Well, Monday afternoon. It is Monday afternoon now, Barrett. Yes, every day, 12 to 3, sports take. What's up, my What's guys? How was your how was What's you up, fellas? Everybody good this weekend? Yeah, man. man. Yeah, got, uh, uh, Philly sports wasn't great. Oh, uh, God, man, I know. But it was good. Beautiful day yesterday. Saturday wasn't bad weather wise in the Philadelphia area. I mean, all things considered. How about you, man? Did you, did you get out on the. Uh, on the water a little bit? No, no, no. Actually, man, I had a funeral on Saturday, but then um, on Sunday I I went out and I was working on my boat, man. So, you know, I I enjoyed that. I enjoy the time I get to spend on my boat, just working on it. I may not be in the water, but it's it's there and I can, I can at least tool on it a little bit, you know, know you're getting close, right? You know, you're getting close. Right, 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 right. I was, I was getting sent obscene, uh, text from from your other coworker here on the screen. I you can't take him anywhere, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I was I was work, I was working on my boat. I didn't have time for the common man stuff. You know. Oh, here we saying? go, man. Here we go. Man. I was go. I was outside Sunday. I was outside cleaning the yard, cutting weeds down. You know, I was working. I was working on just up, maintaining maintaining a basic home. You know. Yes. But, but prior to that, man, we had we had family in from California. Man, I washed more dishes last Thursday and Friday <laughs> than I've washed in the last month. You know, what I mean, yeah. I mean we had, man, people can eat, man. But you know what? I love I love my wife's family to death. But man, woo, these dishes, man. I was like, whoa. I was trying to hey everybody, the paper plates are over here. Exactly. <laughs> and the plastic forks are here. Uh-huh. Man, hey, look, man. Hey, but I had a great weekend. Yesterday was great. Got out and did some hard work, man, and stuff, you know. I power washed yesterday. And oh, I, I'm gonna do that. Gotta and do my, that. my line has a hole in it, so it's shooting me the whole time while I'm doing the <laughs> I'm doing the fence. So I was soaked. Sneaks, sports shirt, soaked, man. Duct I, tape, was, man. Duct I tried tape is, it, and yeah. it just whipped right through it, Barrett. It was not pretty. Hey, I got I'm something for you. you. I got something for you. Forget duct tape. Yeah. Use gorilla tape. Seriously. Yes. So yes. Gorilla tape. No. 
You just yeah, go get another hose. Go to Home Depot and get another hose. A hose will cost I'm, you. I'm way too bucks. lazy. I'm too lazy and too cheap to do that, Garrett. Come on, hey, man. Hey, 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 hold up, Rob. Do you have a power washer and you just trying to do it with a water hose? No, power I washer. I got a okay. power washer. Yeah, I got power washer. Let me tell you something, man. No power washer is one of the greatest inventions since the napkin, no man. Question. No question. Love it, man. No question. No question. Yeah. I, I got a good arm workout, too, man. So you know, it, all, it all worked. My Cam, problem, what's up? My, prob- my problem is. There's parts of my house I have to get up on a ladder. You got you to reach up like 30 feet. Yeah. And my, and my son-in-law's like, you too old to be up there. I'm like, what? Oh, man. Hey, why <laughs> don't you get up here then? That's, no, what, he that's my answer would have no, been. No, he does. He does. But I'm like, I still like doing stuff myself. Oh. I can do this. Yeah. And my family's like, Dad, you know, your bones ain't what they used to be. I'm like, all of you, get out of my face. All See, of you know what I get? So when they want the Christmas lights, you know, the the, the um, icicles are hanging across the front of the, the, the house on the roof. Right, right. Everybody's in favor of that. But once I, yeah. I start getting the ladder out, they're like, oh, here we go. He's going up on a ladder. I'm like, yeah, man. Then, then do you want the icicle lights or not? Yeah. It, turned, it turns to a Christmas story then. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm Clark Griswold. Out. Yeah, I'm, I'm Clark Griswold. And let me tell you something. I will trade you hanging Christmas lights for the seven to eight Christmas trees that we put up in our house, ranging from nine trees. Oh, no, no, it's more than that. There's got to be 12 or 13 because on the dining room table – my wife has three or four trees that are about this tall, like two footers. And then on her china cabinet, there's three or four more. So we're looking at like a total of 12 trees. Oh, yeah. Rob, that's, what that's are you, called like rich people gardens? problems. It's no, like Longwood Gardens. No, it's rich people problems. Man. No, you got no, enough house. No, you got enough house to have that many Christmas trees. That- no, man. It's a, it's a wife who says, hun, don't buy any more stuff. She buys it on purpose because she knows it gets to me. So she'll buy more <laughs> stuff. I'm telling you something. Oh, my goodness. Man, I'm t- uh, correct, Rob is yeah. not washing the boat. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Fortuna. Hey, yes. Rob, you you are not doing manual stuff. This dude throws in. Oh, you see, uh, I was spending time on the boat, getting it ready for the uh, regattas. This I had summer. one of the servants check out the boat. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I just had to make a phone call to my guy Mike up at the uh, up at the docks, man. You know, it, it, it you know, trying to get. Everything ready for this thing to get in the water, man. Because I'm ready to get on. How the water. close? How close? Man? It's this close, man. You know, School right. Iron Marina, man. They take care of me, man. Mike, he's supposed to get my hull, free and, yeah. and 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 you know, do the bottom, paint the bottom with that anti foiling stuff, you know, to keep oh. you know, barnacles and stuff from coming up. And right. I like put that. my zinc like on, and but I still got to go in. I still got to fix my toilet, man. Uh-oh. They call it the head. I got to fix it myself. Wait, you got a toilet on the boat too? Yes. What is this like a ninety-seven foot boat? No, no, that's that's T for Tunis. What? That's T for Tunis. You know, Captain I, Gas. Captain has that the Cabo, Cabo. It's not okay. just a regular boat. It's a Cabo. Nice. How, how big is this boat? Is can you sleep on the boat too? Yes. Oh, Rob, see what I'm saying? I told you, man. You can wow. sleep. On, you don't sleep good, but you can sleep on it. Yes. This okay. Dude, he's been fronting for years, but I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have I an old it. boat. My boat is like a. Like a oh, like yeah. an eighty seven or ninety or somewhere around there. Yeah, really? Yeah. No kidding. Hold on. So like boat? fine wine, man. It just gets better. How many how many people can sleep on the boat? Mm, it's only supposed to be two. But but you know, but I mean a lot of people, a lot of people sleep on it. It's, and, it's probably about, got, about ten people, twelve people. And, and you got a toilet on the boat too? Yes. So you don't just, just hang over the side and do what you uh, gotta do. Uh, <laughs> you you got to yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't, what are we doing? What happened? How, how do we yeah. get here? Well, I'm hey, let, saying, man. All right, you know what we need? Here's I'm going to save you, Gunner, from yourself. Actually, is what <laughs> so we're believe it or not, guys. 
The draft's three days away. Can you believe it? Can't I can't, wait. I, can't, I actually can't. But we still have some seats available for the luxury bus. Okay, the Jacob Media luxury tour bus to the draft extravaganza presented by Stateside Vodka. So this is simple. We got we got to represent better. All right, we don't have enough folks here involved. So here's what? the way this works. If you're from the region, all you have to do, you email Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E-Y, at Jacob, J-A-K-I-B, media.com. In the subject line, Gunner invited me. That's all you need to do, okay? Right. right. So there's 36 seats. We got to have at least 12. We, we got to represent strong. I want more than 12, but we got to have at least 12. And this is going to be all kinds of stuff. We got refreshments, food special prize packs, three lucky winners are going to sit in the VIP section and watch us do the show live. You get to hang with us. The king of content himself, Joe Krause, Jacob Media, he'll communicate to you all the details. Let's fill that luxury bus. I'll send a couple of reminders out throughout the course of the show, but we got we to gotta do better. We got to rep better than what we're doing right now. No, we'll step our game up. Speaking of not repping, guys, it was yeah. a rough weekend, man. Sixers oh, go down yeah. Saturday, wow. and we learned yesterday officially – that Embiid has a torn ligament in that right thumb. No, that not part's good. not a shock. But not good. No, not good. Not good. And it seems like we can't get through a playoff here without there being some kind of injury to when Joel Embiid, whether it's a knee or he broke the orbital bone in the eye, now right. the thumb. Remember he had the, the stomach illness in right, the Celtics right. series, whatever. There's always something going on there. And we're, look, we're going to dive a lot deeper into the, the Sixers in a little bit, but – just give me your initial thoughts on where things are as they look to close it out again back here tonight in game five. Others got to step up, man. I mean, you're supporting cast. Say what you want to say. Embiid, him being out there will still be a force. And I really actually was thinking, you know, should he have played that last game? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you give you, you know, maybe you give the other guys a chance to step up and and, and sit him down and, and and maybe uh, you know, see if they can go out there and you know and pull it on home from him. Um we know what it is now. So from this point forward, man, we just know we got a we got an eighty percent Embiid, and eighty percent Embiid is still still enough to beat the Raptors. Agreed. Like that. Agreed. How about you, Gunner? You can't you can't sit that man down. It's all hands on deck right now. You, you cannot sit that man down. I do not even want to think about the prospects of Toronto finding a way to win the game tonight, game game five tonight. Going back to Toronto for with, a game six and with, with a lot of confidence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And forcing this to a seven-game series. They need to put them out of their misery tonight. You know what's going to happen from here on. Every game Embiid steps on that floor, you got guys to be slapping at that hand now. You know, yep. hey, get ready. And how many times did we see him shaking that hand last game when he's he running down the floor? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, he and he he said himself after the game, it's painful. Okay, so for a pro athlete to open mention that, but you know, most times they would cover it up and say, you know, hey, uh, you know what? Bob is a basketball player. You got to yeah. say basketball player, not a pro athlete. They're wow. pro athletes, but they're wow. – I'm just oh, saying, basketball players, wow. are little, they're not as – I'm not going to say they're the, – there's a lot of foiling and all that type of stuff that go on with basketball. Wow. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. I mean, I'm just saying they're not just – you know, not not the toughest guys. Well, I mean, look, let's be real. He is a drama queen. I mean, they're yes. – The littlest thing and it, he, a drama queen? Yes. What? And I love Joel Embiid. I, I can say that because I love the guy, but – Honestly, shots, man. Well, what the littlest thing, he acts like it's the end of the world. He, he's got a he's got a lot of soccer player in him from that standpoint. Well, yeah. Okay, well, hold up, hold up. But we don't know, we don't know the severity of the pain. If he has that, it's already been said he needs surgery. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we don't know how severe that pain is. Now, Barrett basically is saying 
Basketball bro. players are not tough as football players. Yes, because I've I've broken all my fingers at least yeah. twice and my thumbs at least three or four times. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And still played with them. Just tape them up and let's go. But I know basketball is different. Yeah, and I, listen, I'm not – Derek, I'm not discounting how injured he is. I believe he's right. a lot yeah, of pain I believe he and is it's also. affecting yep. him. But we we also know like those things can tend to to play some mind games with him too when he when things are it. bothering him. I so it. I agree. And, and here's where it really scares me. It, it scares me with his ability to rebound, play defense, and pass yes. the ball. Yes. Because you notice in the in the fourth quarter, he didn't want to bang down low. No, he, nope. he just wanted to stay up top because he didn't want these guys hacking at that hand. He just didn't. Hey, when was the last time Embiid has single digits and rebounds? Think about yeah, that. I know. He only, had eight, he only had eight rebounds. Okay? Gunner, they're a bad, they're a bad rebounding you. team to begin with. And I'm now you, you take away four or five rebounds from him on top of that? That's crucial. Yeah. If, if Toronto finds a way to win this game tonight, you're going to have a whole lot of nervous fans in this region. I'll tell you that right now. A whole lot of nervous hosts. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, no, very – and on top of it, Doc Rivers' history – of blowing oh, big lead. That's right. 3-1 series leads. Oh. Don't lose sight of that too, man. Mm, say it ain't so, man. Say it ain't so. Yeah, you don't that you do not want them. Right now Toronto said is saying to themselves, "Hey, we played with some pride. Good for us." They yeah. win this game tonight, all of a sudden we're back in this series. There's a big difference there between I those mean, two. I mean, things. I mean, you know, look at look at the series out west between the Suns and, and the Pelicans. And, and, I thought, and I thought, I basically thought the Suns would smoke them in four games. Yep. That series is 2-2 now. It is. You know, you give a team that's supposed to be on this, you know, one and done on his way out, any ray of hope, yeah, all of 100%. a sudden. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, you know, in, in Toronto, you know, you know, they're very good at a – I've said that time and time again. They're at a hope. You know, it was that, that shot immediately hit to put them up 3 nothing. Woo, look back on that shot now. They gave him additional breathing room. Yeah. Wow. Had yeah. they lost that game? But it's the reason, you know, Sixers were up 3-0 at that point. Now it's 3-1. Yep. You know, and, and now if I'm Toronto, if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm thinking, okay, here's the deal, boys. This is it. This is all we got left. You were able to do it on your home court finally. We found a way to get past them. We've beaten them in Philadelphia before. Now the main man is hurting. And you look at the three-point shooting was off last game. Mm-hmm. They were off. Three point shooting. Yeah. You know, and you know what? We got another shot on national TV tonight. We have another shot. Let's go in there and let's see what happens. Let's bring it back to Toronto in front of our fans and see what happens. For sure. I do not, I do not want to see this go beyond tonight. I don't. I just don't. I I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll dig a little bit more into that uh, coming up around 1230. But as I mentioned with the with the luxury bus and, and get on it, folks, let's get let's get representing uh, strong. We got the draft three days away now. And like this always happens week of, there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of stuff being put out there by teams, by agents, by players, you know, you name it. A lot of stuff being bandied about smoke here and there. I'm just going to ask you a very basic question here, Barrett. I'll start with you on this one. Right now they sit at 15 and 18. Do you think there's a move up for the Eagles? Uh, You know what? I, I'm I'm saying Howie is going to be Howie, but I don't see them moving up because the talent that you really are 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 the you know the must have the the talent that um that you know will be a, really a, a franchise changing talent are probably the first you know first ten picks. Those are the guys that are going to be you know that are going to be 
you know, franchise changing type of players. But after that, there's enough talent that's really, really good talent that can come in and be staples in your defense for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, getting a guy like Thibodeau, it's going to be hard pressed to get him because in order to get up into that top 10, you're going to have to give a King's ransom. And I don't think we have a King's ransom to give right now to get up that high. Now, which player is is worth getting up that high for? I, I do think a guy like Thibodeau, um, Walker, defensive end from Georgia, um, maybe even the you know safety from 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 Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would be you know around that ten area. Yeah, that sounds. Most projections are in that eight ten range for him. Yeah, so that I mean those guys. I say Hamilton is Hamilton, Thibodeau, Walker. I would I would I would risk going down that that low and, and it'd be hard pressed to get those guys, you know, if you're not lower than 10. But after that, you know, I think there's enough game changing talent after that that the Eagles be right there at 15 that you wouldn't have to barter or give anything. You'll get probably equal value from picks 10 all the way to 20. Sounds like you'd rather they stay pat. Right. From 10 to 20, you're gonna get basically the same level of talent. You know, you're not going to get the you're going to get the pro bowlers. And I mean, you know, first year pro bowlers are are, are one through probably eight, you know, those picks. But after that, you're still going to get guys going to be pro bowlers in their career or get guys and come in and and, and instantly play right now. And that's what you want. So I can see us staying pat where we are and getting that type of player from 10 to 20 in which, you know, kind of the same as far as where they fit in on futures and, and, and being, you know, being game changers in the system. Okay. How about you, Gunner? Um, didn't Howie move up to get Devontae Smith? Did yeah, he, he, saw, the, he saw the Giants yeah. were, were going to pounce okay. He went him. back. No, he went yeah. back. Back and then up. He and went back he went and up. up. Okay. Yeah. okay, so let's see. The Giants have two picks ahead of him. Washington has a pick ahead of him also. Right. You know, Right now the Giants have five and seven. Washington has 11. Mm-hmm. I agree with Barrett in saying this. I believe the talent pool is deep enough. If the Eagles decide that wide receiver is their number one priority, the, the, the receiving pool is deep enough. You don't have to sweat it. You can stay where you are, possibly get what you want at 15 or 18. Um, I agree with the same thing in terms of edge rushers. But if the Eagles decide a cornerback is where they want to go with that first pick, you're going to have to make a move because the cornerback talent is not that deep uh, in the first round. Right. Now, if you decide if you decide a cornerback is your number one priority, which I don't think, I think it is a priority. I don't think it's the number one priority. But you never know with this team. If they decide to flip flop and go corner first, because a guy's sitting there right now and they're worried about Washington trying to get him ahead of them, I can see how he's trying to make a move. Maybe flip flop with somebody on a first round pick somewhere. I, I can see that possibly happening. But for the most part, they're in a good position at fifteen to get mostly what want, what they want. I, I, I'd be shocked. I probably I probably pass out on the floor if they decide to take a linebacker at fifteen. You know I don't think that's going to happen. You know I, I'd hit the lottery. I'd hit the lottery before they take a linebacker at fifteen. But what about eighteen though? What what if they get whatever you know whatever position ends up being fifteen? Here's possibly here's, Devin Lloyd sitting there at eighteen. Here here's here's what I've been told and, and all the intel I've been able to gather. They 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 have three priorities. Their top two priorities going into this draft, wide receiver and edge rusher. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I think they're in good enough position not to make a move. But, again, depending on how the board plays itself out, you know, because, you know, we see a 100 different mock drafts. And outside of the first two picks, you don't know what's going to happen. That's when things start getting crazy. 
people start making trade. Uh, one of the teams, I think, I don't know if it's Houston or the Jets that just saw a report, they're considering moving down to get more draft picks because after they pick in the first round, they don't have another pick until the fourth round. Nah. So they're trying to – there are teams out there with single first-round picks that have gaping holes that need to fill with, with players that they may try to garner some additional picks. So that's when craziness starts happening. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just can't wait to see how it plays out. But, I, like I said, I don't see the Eagles – as much as Howie likes to move and wheel and deal, I don't see him making a move at 15 or 18 unless they identify a cornerback that they truly want to get in that top 11 or 12 spots. Well, the thing that fascinates me every year is the dropper. Right. There's the Justin yep. Jefferson. Yep. How is he possibly there? You know, you go back to Aaron Rodgers, you know, some of the quarterbacks, whatever. Dan Marino. The, Marino, right. Yep. For for whatever reason, sometimes Warren Sapp, sometimes Randy Moss, sometimes it's valid, sometimes it's just nonsense. You, you remember the what was it? The uh oh god, was it Laramie Tunsil? They they post the uh the shot of him oh, with yeah, the, oh, yeah. the gas yeah. mask. Yeah. You know, it's, somebody clearly had an agenda there just wanting to, to nail the kid, right? But I'm I'm not that's that happens all the time. So if you're the Eagles, I think it's more about reading the room and just sort of what's happening here because we had this guy, I don't know, as the seventh or eighth best overall, and all of a sudden he's at eleven or twelve, and then you're saying to yourself, "Got to make a little move. Maybe it's not going to kill us here. We can get up right, a little right. bit." And it looks like Baltimore may be grabbing. I mean, take your pick here, whatever, or somebody like that. Who, who, whichever guy we like, got to leapfrog ahead of them. That, yeah. That's the the, the 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 sort of mind games that I love about the draft. All I can tell you is this: I'll be glad when this draft is here and said and done. Because you know, we get to a point you get tired of talking about this, man. All the speculation going on. I want the draft here now. Get it over with. Let's get this done, so that we can sit back and analyze with not, not just the Eagles, but what everybody else did in the first round. Yeah, well, I, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you look at you know even the people in the stream, you know. You're saying, well, is Howie going to mess this up? I, I really think it's hard for Howie to mess up this year's draft. I mean, as, as far as how deep it is and, and you know what this draft has to offer, um, it's, it's definitely needs and a lot of positions to make this team better. They have two picks. This should be a really good draft for this Eagles team. There's a lot of depth of positions that they, they need. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Pass rusher. And and wide receiver, there's enough talent that they could probably sit where yep. they are and not worry about it. Cornerback, you're right, it does get a little thin, but there yep. will be a guy like Booth there, Clemson cornerback, uh, who can come in and be a day one starter. Um, there's you know there's some depth at the um, safety position, you know, with guys that you're not even talking about. I mean, there's a couple of guys right now that I mean I love Petrie, um, the right. kid from uh, also you know he's from Baylor, mm-hmm. uh, the kid from um, from Maryland, you know, four mm-hmm. three, you know center field type of safety there's some depth there you know send the safety from from georgia, georgia. yeah well, there is some some there is a way in which they can get a quality talent in the second round as opposed to the first round if they do drop down a little bit but i mean I, this should be a no-brainer for howie he should do well i mean i'm still hoping for my wish list we get a linebacker which linebacker would i pick between the two i mean it, you know lloyd Lloyd is like one of those guys and come in and, and he can do a lot of stuff great. But if you want a guy that's going to come in and um, make an instant impact, a guy that's going to play, who can diagnose things, who can be an impact player now, I think you would have to go with Dean. No Dean, is, Dean, no is the more, Dean is the more 
game ready guy. He's 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 a quick twitch guy. He's gonna he's gonna go out there. He's gonna evaluate the play, break down the play, and go make the play. You look at Lloyd. Lloyd has a size, speed, and athleticism to do whatever you need him to do. Right. So you got a guy who's a smart player and that's gonna make all the right reads and and not take any false steps and is gonna go in and play and kind of come in like a guy like um you know if I was gonna equate him to anybody and look at his game, I would look at him as a Ray Lewis esque type of player. Not gonna not saying that he's gonna be Ray Lewis, but I'm mm-hmm. saying he could dice no stains and go get the play. Come in with the game game readiness to go in and make an instant impact. If I'm gonna look at Lloyd, Lloyd's gonna be more of a I think like a Luke Keekley type of player. Both guys do well, but Luke Keekley can blitz. He can cover. He can rush the pass. I mean, he does different things pretty good. Right. So, you know, that's just where I am as far as my, you know, my analysis of who he is. Well, None of them are what you see in Dallas as far as the guy that they got from Dallas. Well, Parsons is is just a unicorn. I mean, that right. that, that happens once every, you know, 20 years. Right, that right, kind right. Of guy. So it's it's tough to even draw that comp. For any, it's it's unfair to these kids to even you know right do that, that are exactly. Out. I, I will say this: Nicobe Dean is not too far off from a Michael Parsons. That dude is an assassin, and you look how disruptive Parsons was in that Dallas defense. Dallas didn't have a great defense; it was a better defense than it was in 2020 because they they invested all that capital in the first six six picks of changing the complexion of that defense and getting younger to get better. And it worked out. They were a better defense. They weren't a lockdown defense. And when I look at a Nicobe Dean, every time you see that guy, he's around the ball. He's in a quarterback's face. He's breaking up passes. He's taking on block. He's taking on six, five guys, shedding blockers. He's slipping under. This guy is making plays all over the field. And the fact that he played for Georgia. And how many times do I have to say this to any, everybody listening out there? <laughs> if you played from Georgia, I don't care if you're if you're a punter. I'm taking you from Georgia. If Georgia and Alabama, Georgia and Alabama are two schools. If you wear their logo, if you play significantly in their program, I don't care if you're green, purple. I don't care if you have two heads, six arms, twelve legs. I'm taking you to play on my team. Let me add one that pedigree. All right, let me add one thing, and this ties into Parsons. One of the other things, and look, he's an insane talent, but one of the things that helped him greatly was Dan Quinn did a really good job utilizing him and incorporating yes. him into yes. that defense. The one thing I worry about, guys, no matter who they draft, whether it's Dean or Lloyd or whatever, they get Hamilton. The guy who's running the show here, I'm just not sure will utilize these people the way right. that they need to be utilized. True. And that's a concern when it comes to Jonathan Gannon for me. I'm not oh, sure yeah. yet. I, I'm not writing it off. I'm just telling you, I have, from what I saw last year, and I granted, he had limited talent on that side. I worry about that. You're right, man. And and now, when you say that, I'll look at what the Eagles have, look at the coaching staff, then I would have to go with a Dean type of player. I would have more, to go more, with more yes. NFL ready. Yeah. Yes. Dean, will, Dean will make it happen because wherever you put him, he's going to be able to read, react, and make the right play. Um, I think Lord, you have to put him in those positions for him to do it. You got to blitz yes. him yep. to make the play. You got to put him on the edge, have him be an edge rusher to make a play. I think the Dean is one of those guys that you just, I, you just put him out there, say, "Hey, go play." Put him at the Mike linebacker position, right. go play, and he if, will, he if, will make it happen. If, if if they took Dean, I'm Nick Sirianni, and I say, you know what? I look at Jonathan Gannon, and I say, you know what, John? Here's the bottom line. You know your philosophy you had in 2021. That's a nice start. <laughs> but now you've got to elevate it. 
And if you don't have N'Kobe Dean, I don't care. Put him on the punt team. I don't care. I want this guy on the field 85% of the time, somehow, yeah. some way. Right. You better have him out, and you better utilize every asset that he that we that 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 led us to draft him. You better look at every film that Georgia had from 2021, and you better emulate a lot of the stuff that he did there. Because if not, I don't know how secure your job's going to be. <laughs> look at the, I, I know, I know the streamer Barrett. We're not going to get Dean or Lloyd. Sorry to break it. I know, man. I know. Can't I we? Know. Can't we wishful think for right. a minute? Right. Can we, dream on a Monday. Can we just fantasize for for a second here? Did least? you hear me preface and, and say if I had my wish list? Okay, I'll be this here. Here, listen. Mark this down. Okay, it is twelve twenty nine on Monday. All right, I'm saying this three days ahead of the draft. Okay, I'm going to be the sucker. I'm going on record, guys. The 18th pick will be a linebacker. Wow. What? Okay? You heard what? me right. For the wow. first time since 1979, Jerry Robinson out of UCLA, the Eagles will take a linebacker in the first round. Mark it <laughs> down. All right. Yeah. Somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to say it. I love yeah. it, man. But look at Kevin Quinn. Barry, my hair is going to grow back first. <laughs> <laughs> see, Barry, see, Barry, that statement that Rob just made. It's a prime example why you shouldn't drink in the morning. Right. It's a prime example. By the way, cheers, everybody. See, yeah. prime example why you shouldn't be drinking in the morning. Hey, you start somewhere. saying crazy it's stuff right like here. This. You start saying craziness like this. Right, right, right. And so, then, so then come Thursday night, the Philadelphia Eagles select, and when it's not a linebacker, I'm going to turn. I'm, hey, we're going to be live on camera Thursday night with our show from Ocean Casino. I'm going to turn and look at Rob like this. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> nobody has any faith. I, you know, that's, that's all right. That's I'm, saying I'm saying it. I, look, all right, hey, I, I'm saying it. All right, I love it. Listen, I, I better get my love, my flowers, as they say, hey, when they do take a, a line from your mouth, from from your mic. Yes, God's ears. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. All right, so here's what we have coming up today. We, 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 you talk about a football show. At one o'clock, we have Tim McManus from ESPN.com. Oh man, yeah. Tim, Tim does a phenomenal job covering the birds. At two o'clock, Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice. Jimmy Kemsky. Just did his mock draft, 4,678, okay? So he he's ready, man. And I, I will tell you, I looked, I, I dug through every single, I went through all his entire pick. Uh, just to give you a little teaser, Jimmy has the Eagles taking a punter in the fifth round. A punter in the fifth round. Yes. All right? We'll get into that with Jimmy. Tim's got all kinds of unbelievable stuff, too, that we're going to dive into at one o'clock, we'll keep going with the Eagles talk. We'll get it back to the Sixers, the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> where do I start? And Angel Hernandez, where do I start? Okay, we will get into the Phillies a little bit later. And shockingly, Ben Simmons not playing tonight in game four of the Nets Celtics series. Big Ben just just keeps, keeps bringing it, man. It is unbelievable. So we'll dive into all all of those kind of things. That's for sure. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube channel. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. 
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Uh, you know, I've been drinking all day, so I'm, I'm dancing. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Yes. Welcome back in. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. It's, I know I'm insane. The Eagles can take a linebacker in the first round. You heard it here first, people. I can't is believe it, you said that. Is that cup it, purple or pink or what? What color it's, is that it's cup? Like, it's, like a, it's like a prince kind of purple. It's a, that, you know, it's a purple rain. Is that a holdover? That's the red cup, though. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> hey, is that a hold, is that a holdover cup from Easter weekend? Uh, you know what? It, it was I found a, a whole gr- a whole thing of these uh, plastic cups. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Why not? You know what I mean? Why <laughs> I'll not? tell you what, man. Wow. When, uh, when we were on, um, it, it just so happened when we did our little pre production meeting at eleven. Right when I finished, right when I clicked you guys off, my son was playing this game, and the way he had it hooked up. It was in um, the plug was inside the um, the outlet. Yeah, and he's pulling on. I mean, he, he's hitting it not on purpose and messed the outlet up. Oh no! So it took off the it took out the electric in all side, including no. this computer. No, and the screen. I'm like, what is he doing? So I'm hollering upstairs. Whoa! What is going on? What just happened? So I'm scrambling now. So I'm looking through the house. What just happened? I went and looked at the um, the uh, breakers. None of them, you know, you know, were, were broken. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? 
So I had to go back and I had to plug up in each one of them. I took my little my yeah. little tool the tester, thing the and I went to each uh-huh. one and went all the way to trace it right back to, to where he is, where he was playing this game at, and I had to change that outlet. He, he's he's got to be banned. We're banning him. No more. No I'm more. Like, Wait, yo, you change you you change the outlet that quick? Yes. Yeah, hey, man, come over here, man. I got a few. I need you to upgrade for me. Can you, bro? Do that's that why. Me? That's why I tick sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what up, man? I, I can't I, believe you did that. I was like, you don't even live here anymore, man. Are you messing up? Wow. Huh? Well, we're all like, our poor producer Xander has to deal with all of our um, shortcomings when it comes to uh, from a technology standpoint. And so, yes, Gunner forgets to plug his stuff in. I have, (laughs) I have like serious popping up on mine for no reason, even though I wasn't (laughs) asking for her help. I don't know what is going on, man. The good thing about me is I have three people here, a wife, a son, and a a daughter. And if I yell code red, you know, I can get one of them in here and I just go like this. Hey, what did I do? I need to incorporate that. That's good. I just, I just cold red, cold red. Yes. And, and then, but then I get I get the look of the reprimand. Really, Dad? Really? Yeah. How many times do we uh, have to tell you this? You know, I, and I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm technology illiterate. I'm, I don't I'm want them to do. To I don't want nobody to do anything for me, man. Because if they come in, then then then, then, then I, I might have to owe them something. So there's no way I'm I'm want them helping me. I'm That's not owing anybody anything. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Oh, well, you, look. You, your pride kicks in. That's what it is. Yeah, if Barrett's actually Basically. capable, unlike Derek and I, we're not I really. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna it lie takes to you. a village with us. But you know what? The, the, the bad part is that I really didn't have to trace where it was plugged in. All I had to figure out was, oh, my son's here. I looked outside of Sauce Call. Oh, my son's here. Mm. So wherever <laughs> he is, that's trouble what follows. The problem was. Yes. Trouble follows. Yes. So my is, man. That's my dude, man. That's my partner. Me and him like this. But he just, he just. Leaves a trail of destruction wherever he goes. Yeah, hear you. I hear you. That's what kids do, man. That's what they're supposed to do. He's just he's just gifted at it, though. He's gifted. (laughs) He's next level. He's he's a a high first round pick when it comes to that. He's he's too far. The Eagles couldn't even get up to him. That's where he's at. But see, see, then your kids leave. You talking to your yourself under your breath. I can't believe I let them do this to me. I don't know what right. they would do. I and you stand around like, hey, man, nobody's in here but me, man. You know I mean? Right, 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 right. That's right. the first sign. The first Whoa. signs when we're talking to ourselves. So you guys thought I did, I did this show because I like to talk sports. I use you guys, you know, to talk me through certain things. You know therapy for Barry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, 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 it's mind-opening. You know, I can oh, – Yes. You know, when I'm talking to you guys. See, I'm, I'm good at when it comes to like hanging curtains and, and tinkering with little things. I'm fool with electricity, man. No, bro. I'm not, I'm not, you know. Last time I messed with electricity, I still don't know how this happened. I was changing this fluorescent bulb at a church we used to go to years ago. And it was it was up high on a ladder. And I'm changing the bulb and people to talk to me. I said, huh? Often all of a sudden I felt this warm surge go through my body. <laughs> I ain't I ain't lying. I ain't lying to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I'm like, I'm holding the bubble. What did I touch? I have no idea what I touched. And I felt this. And like an idiot, instead of letting go, I'm still holding the bubble, feeling oh this warm sand. I'm, like, I'm still trying to figure out what did I touch to cause this, right? And there's something that said, "D gun, you idiot, let go of the bubble, man." <laughs> yeah, you, you would have been your own barbecue. All that barbecue oh, you're doing, you, you would have been your own. Bro, that, yeah. when you get hit with it, you get hit by electricity. Sometimes it feel like you know. You ever hit your phony bone? That's yes. the type yeah, of feeling man. it feels like when you hit hey. your phony bone. 
And man, I'll tell you what, man. The first time, when I first time, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. I said, you know what, I'm gonna change my um my uh dishwasher. So what? I didn't know how to I didn't know how to see what you know what circuit it was down in the basement to turn off. Oh, you just break. did it without turning the circuit off? Yes. What? what? So I said, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a uh I'm gonna take a, a screwdriver that has a plastic hit, plastic tip, and I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna touch it. Touch the uh, electricity. That way, it'll blow the socket. It'll blow the um. It'll it'll oh trick the switch. Oh and it worked. Oh my god! My god. It worked. Yeah, I, I, and I blew it, and it and it worked. It blew it. So I'm like, okay. Then I thought about it. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I looked at my screwdriver. Yeah. It was it was like burnt. It burnt. It like burnt a little notch in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. Yeah, let's not do and, that. And, and Baron, here's a small here's a small tip for you. When I hooked up when I hooked up my new dryer, you know, he has the little metal prong you have to hook a screw in to get the electricity. Make sure you don't plug it into the wall. You hook up the cables first, then you plug it into the wall. And then one or two things are gonna happen. It's either gonna work or you unplug it first, Barrett. Then you take the little prong off and then figure out what the heck's wrong. You go back to the manual to make sure you hooked it up right. I'm not plugging it in first and then hooking the wires. I know that much about electricity. <laughs> right, I'll, right I'll share one more and then we'll get it back to, you know, right. whatever we were talking about. All right. So, you know, the little, the lint thing in the dryer that you pull out to, to get the lint out of there, stick yeah, it back yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Whatever that's called, the lint yeah. thing. I call lint it. Catcher, yeah, lint catcher, yeah, lint catcher. Yeah. All right. I pull it out one time. I get all the fuzz and all, all that crap off of there, which you're supposed to do, right? Right, right, right. But I notice in the slot that there's a, a, good amount stuck in there right yeah. <laughs> so i I reach, I reach my hand in and i can only get it to about the knuckles and i'm getting a little bit of that but i'm like still a lot in there i get a fork oh. and i stick the fork in there and the first time i try to drag it out i lose control of the fork and the fork goes into the dryer okay so i call my guy up and i'm like I'm like totally embarrassed. I'm like, I having a little problem with my dryer. He's like, all right, what's, what's going on? I'm like, um, I got a fork stuck in there. And he's like, dude, he just said, dude. And I'm like, no, I'm serious, man. He's like, how did you get a fork stuck in the dryer? So he comes out later that day and he's like, I've seen a lot of stuff, man. This is different level. Like you're you're at a different level now. But that was so I've had a I've had a lacrosse ball stuck in the toilet. I've had a fork stuck oh in my goodness. dryer, uh, among other things. I we're just beginning. I, I'll share stuff as we go throughout the weeks. But there's a lot Rob, more to Rob, tell you guys. You, you missed you you missed the opportunity. See, when I do stupid stuff like that, you know what I do? My wife goes, "How does this happen?" I don't know. Yeah. One of the kids did it. I don't know. <laughs> one, of, one of the kids did. It. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. What to I don't. Tell you. Yeah. I listen. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm telling you, it is. It is. My kids are like, Dad, you are a disaster. You're a disaster. I mean, hey, don't man. get near anything. Don't try and fix any. They, they want. They fix it themselves. My son's handy. He's like, I'll do it. It'll get away. Bro, it's no. to the point now. Now you don't want to be like me because, like my 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 kids are like, Hey, have my dad take a look at it. He oh yeah, like, they're volunteering no. you. They're, they're like yeah. subbing, no. they're subbing you right. out around the neighborhood. Right. So you do Bro, I'm sitting, I'm sitting down watching my show, and here comes my daughter. Dad, here he gives me the key. I'm like, what? Whose kids are these? Did she? Something's going on with her car. Oh Come my god! Me. I'm driving the car around the blocks. Next thing you know, 
I'm changing some brakes on the on. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what is this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? What is yeah. this? Hey, hey look, look, man. Duck, Duck Williams said, hey, everyone, do not listen to Diga or Rob. Correct. Rob, what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Rob? Doc, you are correct. You are correct, my friend. Okay. Bro, I thought I thought me, you know, tripping the tripping the breaker with the with the with the um, you know, with my screwdriver was bad. But still, no, it's bad. That that you know, stick. First of all, you could have got electric sticking a fork inside an electric. Oh, I know. Yeah, on so many levels, it was as 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 you can get. What are you thinking, dude? No, I don't. I, clearly, I wasn't. You know, but that's nothing new. I, trust me. Oh, there's a lot more. Well, Rob I'll wanted that. Hey, Rob wanted that. He wanted exactly. that effect. Yeah. What a way to go out, too. You know, danger I mean? prone Daphne. Come on, danger prone Rob. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, let me let me get myself off the hook. I, I, I so we're coming up at one o'clock. We're going to talk oh, to Tim man. McManus from ESPN. We'll talk about the Eagles draft. Two o'clock, Jimmy Kemsky. So we got you covered. And by the way, great guest list throughout the week, guys. We got Jeff McClain and yep. Sal Palantonio. I, I mean, there is no place where you're going to get this kind of draft coverage. Working, on Adam, working on Adam Kaplan for Thursday. He'll yeah. be in Vegas. so uh, Among many yeah. others. And then, of course, draft night is going to be just spectacular. We're doing our, our regular show from 12 to 3. We'll be at Ocean Resort Casino. And it'll be Barrett and Derek and myself, our, our usual the three amigos, right? <laughs> And then at night, you're laughing at the comments. We'll get to them. Oh, man, call him Green Mile Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Green Mile. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and then have a draft night. It's Gunner, myself, Barrett contributing, uh, along with Mike Quick, (laughs) Seth Joyner, and Devin Caney. So we got a. A loaded product for you. Unless he's driving around the neighborhood fixing people cars and lectures. <laughs> or sticking forks in the dryers. Either way. Don't do that, kids. Hey, don't do as we as we do. Do as we say. Right, right, right. As they right. Say. Um all right. Oh, so back to the let's go back to the draft. What the hell, man? Why not at this point? I'm not sure they trust us now. I, I know. We might be done. This might be the final sports day. I mean, it was a great run while it lasted. Thanks for five days in, in, a, in a segment. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, right. Would you trust us with any of that kind of stuff? Right. No. Oh, my so. goodness. Oh, man. So, so a couple things on the draft here, guys. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit. And, and one of the things I, I wanted to bring up when we were talking about this earlier is what is also fascinating to me is, there's going to be a real tell here. Like if they don't take a, a, say a safety, I'll give you a safety, for example, in the first round or second round, or maybe even third round, I would say that it's pretty likely that Tyron Matthew was coming here. If that's the case, would you guys agree with that? You know, I would, I would you know, kind of, kind of like what, um, what happened uh, in last year's draft when we didn't go up and get Asante Samuel jr. In the second round, instead we got Dickerson. Right. I was kind of thinking they got to go out and get, uh, um, a veteran guy because you know like i said your first three your first three rounds first second and third whoever they pick up needs to be a contributor right now um you know whether special teams playing coming in and subbing whatever they have to come in and play and when we didn't get a cornerback in the first three rounds we went to the fourth round and we got uh, zach mcpherson i'm thinking well they got to go out and get a veteran guy and lo and behold they get nelson the top uh actually he was the top cornerback at free agency so if they don't go out and get a guy like Sin or Petrie or something like that, then yeah, I, I do see him going out in, in free agency and you know 
they get they usually make a big splash with in free agency when they wait like this. You know, this has become you know what they do. Gunner, you seem to think it, it, Matthew's probably a long shot. I get that sense just I, from your I, I, yeah, from expression. I, I, yeah, I think you know the, because he put it out there, he would love to go back home to play for the Saints. I think it's going to come down to what who who's the highest bidder. Are the Eagles willing to get into a bidding war for him? And what's the cap on how much they're willing to bid to get him in here? And I think the Eagles, like a number of teams, the reason he's not with the team is twofold. Number one, the money initially that he thought he was going to get, nobody offered that money yet. Number two, I think a number of teams are waiting to see what they get in the draft before they start saying, okay, we need a veteran to fill this presence at a particular spot. And I think that's where he comes into play. Whether he does it for a one-year deal, he's going to try to get the highest money he can get for a one-year deal, or whether it's a two- or three-year deal. My biggest concern about him, as I said before, is his availability and his durability. There's no question when he's on the field, he's one heck of a player. He's a difference maker. He's a difference maker. He's a short tackler, great at breaking up passes, come down in the box, disrupt things in a running game. But my concern long-term is how many games we have him for for that season. And if you lose him, if you put all your eggs in, in his basket to get him, what kind of depth do you have behind him to fill the void? Because if you look at the Eagles the way they're structured now, it would be a significant drop-off from having him to whoever else you're going to put in there until he's healthy enough to play again. Yeah, and that's the million-dollar question you have to ask yourself. If you're really being honest with evaluating your team, are you looking for a 30-ish stopgap? And look, right. he's much better than that. I'm not, But are you looking for a guy who's going to be here real short-term? Right, or do you right. invest in a draft pick relatively high, get that kid on the field, and, you know, th- this is your future here? I, it's a tough question. It depends on how good you think you are, if you're being honest with yourself. I mean, do exactly. you really think you have a legitimate chance at making a deep playoff run? Well, I, I, do you guys think the Eagles think that? I do. I do. I, I, think do. The Eagles, I, I do. Yeah. I think the Eagles think that they're a lot better than what we think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're looking at their team and evaluating their team, they don't feel the rush to go out because I mean I think they're pretty they're not pleased with their um with their with their wide receiver room, but they think their wide receiver room is very capable for what they what they want to accomplish. So you so they're not, you know, to me there's they don't feel as though there's a lot of um anxiety for them to go out and get a big splash guy right now. Mm-hmm. They think that the talent level of talent that they have is 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 good going into the season. And they wouldn't mind going into the season like this, but they understand that, you know they're not going to be as explosive. So you you need a guy that's going to be more explosive inside that that um that meeting room in order for you to really have some success. Right, so right. They got to understand that, man. They've got to understand. That. That's where I really bear in particular these two positions. I don't know how you look at receiver and how you look at your defensive backfield. If you're looking at it objectively and say to yourself, you know, we're all right there. You're not, man. You are not. You're not giving Hurts enough on the outside for sure. And you're definitely look. Your your D line better get home because that secondary, other than Slay, is really going to be picked apart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So they they need they need a lot, man. They need a lot. And if they don't get the pass rushing from the guys they just brought in, then it's just gonna be it's gonna be tough for for that defense to function, especially with the way the defense is being called. If you're not aggressive, you don't have aggressive play out there. You don't have guys that can go out there and facilitate paying a passive type of defense like that. Then you, you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, scored on at will. I mean, they'll be they'll be able to beat you into the dirt. I mean, and if that offense doesn't 
contain and keep the ball from the from the side um, from the opposing offense, it'll be a long season for us. A very well. Long I'll ask you guys this then. Uh, you know, and we've we've touched on Jonathan Gannon a lot. If he's got the tools, if he's got an improved, you know, he's got Hassan Reddick, you know, and we'll see what they do in the draft to to upgrade that that defense in general. Are we going to see a different Jonathan Gannon? Are we going to see a more aggressive, the guy who teams interviewed to be their head coach rather than the very passive conservative defensive coordinator we saw all year here? <laughs> I, I I mean, I don't know. Honestly, the honest, right. the, the honest answer for me is I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know either. I, I think – Jonathan has had a lot of conversations within house this off season in terms of what he did and how they can improve on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if he's smart, he would realize. And if you look at the better defenses in the NFL, what's the one common denominator? They all attack. They don't sit back and wait for the play to come to them. They attack. They force the issue. And I think Jonathan Gannon, whoever plays in this defense, they have to have their mindset. We can't just sit back and wait for the action to come to us because that's when they get in trouble, you know, especially in a passing game. You know, you have to force that to the quarterback to make a decision quicker. You've got to be more physical with those wide receivers coming off the line of scrimmage and knock them off their routes more. And they didn't do enough of that. They did it sporadically, but they didn't do it enough. And I can't go back to that Tampa Bay game enough. Yes, I know Tom Brady is a GOAT. But you look at the way they got manhandled in that game. That game right there should be a learning tool in terms of what you need to do to improve your defense and change the mindset of what you want this defense to be. Yeah, that, that game was exposure. I mean, I, I just go back to Derek. And look, these guys are upper echelon quarterbacks and goats like Brady for a reason. They do it to almost everybody. But right. you, you could go down the line. Almost every time, Barrett, they played one of those kind of guys. Even a guy like Derek Carr, who I think is good but not great, right? Right, right, right. Took them apart. Took them apart, man. I, I mean, you know, think about – I thought Tampa kind of even took it easy in, in the second half of that game. Oh, they, they absolutely they, did, yeah. They could have done more damage. So, look, the jury is very much out on him and this defense in a big way. It, it's ironic because people went nuts with Jim Schwartz because they didn't feel like he was aggressive enough. He was the sticks guy, right? That, that was what Jim Schwartz not <laughs> was. Yeah. They got defense. someone – who was less aggressive than Jim Schwartz in Gannon. I, 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 I will say this. He got a little more in terms of blitzing, a little more aggressive as the season went on later in the season. Maybe it was because he took so much heat. I don't know why, but he was a little bit more aggressive. Maybe that carries over into this year, but I, I can't say for sure. Um, I, you, you say it, you know, a, a leopard can't a, change. A smidge. You know, yeah. yeah, a leopard can't change his spots. Well, if this is who he is, what makes us think we're going to have anything different? Right. All right. Until he gets his guys, we'll give you that. Until you get your guys in the offense, then I understand, you know, they're not going to be as aggressive. They're not going to do as much from that standpoint. But just in just in looking at, at what I've seen him over the past year, and I've had 17, 18 games to evaluate, he needs more. He needs more in his in his defense in order for me to say, all right, I need to get an accurate, a very accurate um, analysis on what he's going to be. You know, I, I I thought he was changing like the offense was changing. Mm -hmm. you know? But I saw him changing from quarterback play more so than knowledge of what your team is and what your players are as they went forward into the season. The offense changed because they realized the players that they had. Right. The defense changed because they saw the quarterbacks that they were facing. He was more aggressive against – lower tier quarterbacks 
and very, very aggressive against those top-tier quarterbacks. So I don't know. Let, let, let me ask you guys this. We're talking about filling in defensive spots. Let me throw some names at you to see if you guys will be interested because it's some interesting names that could that could fill a void opposite Darius Slay and possibly be decent compliments. What about Trey Wayne? He's only 29 years old. What about him? Uh, I like him. I, okay. I like. I think he's an upgrade for sure okay. from what you have. Don't love what, him, but like him. Okay. What about Joe Hayden? He's 33, but still, Joe Hayden was in his day one of the better corners in the game. Yeah, I, you you hit on. It. I just worry about what's left in the tank at, at okay. this point. Is he a free agent? I thought he was still with them. He's still with. He's still. listed on the free agent list here. All right, what about Kyle Fuller? I like Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Fuller. Me too. I, yeah, I, okay. I that, Yeah, he's thirty years old. Still got yeah. a lot left in the tank. Oh, mm-hmm. what about Janoris Jenkins? Well, he played well when he um he he he. Mm, no, no, because you know in in New Orleans he didn't play. Not I'm not gonna say that because he played well. If that defense was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, again, every name you threw out there, Derek, I think is yeah. better than what is sitting on the roster right now. Okay, and the last two I want to throw out because you're looking. I mean, that's Xavier Rose, Jimmy Smith, Kevin King, Jason Verrett. How about one of these two names? And these two, these two names in, 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 intrigue me a lot: um, AJ Boye and, and Vernon Hargraves. I like both of those names. Yep, I like both of those names. I mean, look, it, it's just like, what are they? How much are they willing to pull the trigger? Like, what are they willing yeah. to spend? Yeah. I, I really yeah. don't know. And that's the that's the million dollar question. All right, let's do this, guys. Let's let's take a quick time out. We'll get a we'll get a quickie. And when we come back, Tim McManus from ESPN.com is gonna join us. Tim's got some really good stuff, man. Um and, and one of the things that was fascinating that I saw Tim put out there last week that I can't wait to talk to him about. Over the last 10 years, dating back to 2012, ESPN has the Eagles ranked the sixth best drafting team. <laughs> Oh my God! All right. Why are you laughing? Wait, why are you laughing, B? All right. Oh, they did. Come on, man. All right. All right. Why are you laughing, man. We will talk to Tim. We'll talk to Tim about it. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I'm Rob. You're <laughs> watching. Wrong with and both by the way, of you, man. Both, something's wrong. With both of you. Guys. Smash that like button. We need to get moving on this, guys. We for for all the folks watching, smash the like button. We need everybody to step up on that. It is uh, much appreciated. That's for sure. You're watching Sports Take, Jacob Media YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Sports Take, Jacob Media YouTube Network. We're with you each and every day, 12 to 3, but that doesn't mean you can't watch segments that you may have missed. You can always, always go back. We know people have to have the lives, believe it or not. Uh, so you can always go and check out things. We podcast everything as well. And uh, looking forward to talking to our next guest. He's done a phenomenal job for a very long time covering the Eagles for ESPN.com, the one and only. I like the goatee, too. Tim McMahon yeah, is up. Timmy, Timmy Mack, how we doing? I'm just trying to be like D Gun. There we you go. Who is it? Man? A little salt here. Look great, look great. Hey Tim, I'm a little bit disappointed though, man, because Uh-oh. every time I have you on my podcast, Gun on One, yeah. you're always outside on the front porch, the greenery behind you, the birds chirping in the background. What happened, man? You going soft? Too cold for you today? What the heck? Stress week, man. You know, yeah, it's, 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 all, we go. it's all business right now. That's right, Connor. It's all business. <laughs> yeah. Ah, da, da. There it is. Yeah, Tim doesn't play around during this week, man. He's got no time for your shenanigans, Derek. He's all about business. All right, Tim, a lot to, to delve into, obviously, man. I want to start with this. I, I thought it was fascinating that, that you guys put out, and, and I know you, you wrote about it and, and dipped into different pieces of it, but you guys at ESPN had the Eagles ranked sixth drafting over the course of about the last 10 years, uh, dating back to, to 2012. You're laughing, man. Seriously? Well, no. I mean, it was, it was basically – the best was Seattle. The worst was the Jets. And and number six, I think it would surprise a lot of folks. So so tell us a little bit about that and, and what went into that. Yeah. So first of all, before I start getting the hate emails, I did not put those rankings <laughs> oh, together. No, but you retweeted it. You, and you, you, I, I, I retweeted yeah. it. Yes. yes. All right. Let's let's get that clear. There you go. Uh, but no, they uh, you know they did um, an analytical model, I guess, looking at the value of you know, the respective drafts from 2012 to present to see, you know, who, who kind of produced the most value out of those respective drafts okay. collectively. And, you know, I was surprised and, and I'm sure, you know, I could tell by Barrett's reaction. He was too, like that, the, the Eagles would come in sixth because, you know, we, we live and die by this stuff. Right. You right. Know, we, right. We read right. It and, and we, you know, and we've, we've uh, lived through a lot of the, the misses along with some of those hits. No question. What, what, in, in what capacity did they pull out six? I, I, I don't understand, you know, from, I mean, is it, is it, is it based off draft picks that are still on the squad or, or what, what were the parameters on how they really made this, this observation? Yeah. So it's, it's overall value on, I think it was like what you were expected to do as a prospect versus what your production was. And if it's been going on longer, so 2012 draft, as an example, there's more points that have been accrued because like a guy like Fletcher Cox has been at it longer. 
And so I think maybe that skews it to a, a certain extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing that was really interesting about the exercise is it shows that there's a lot of misses in this league. Like in even general, though yeah. you know, we, yep. we give the Eagles a hard time and, and they've yep. deserved it at times. Um, it's, it's not just them. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to get right. Like what's happening later this week is not easy. Uh, no matter how much research they put into it, no matter how much tape they pour over, no matter how many, you know, analytical models they look at and combines they, they research and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is hard, man. Well, I'll tell you a fascinating study is you go back and look at the Patriots because we, we clearly look at them as, as the, you know, the, the apex they have so many whiffs, so many early whiffs. I mean, if it wasn't for Brady and certainly the brilliance of Belichick, it's certainly not because of all the drafting that they've done. There's been a lot of misses, even with a team like that. So it is, to Tim's point, it is real hard. Derek. Hey, hey Tim, I am not here to laugh or to make fun. <laughs> I am here to bring a sense of levity to the conversation. And, and when I look at what you arrived at, how did, how did you go about arriving what you feel the Eagles need at both 15 and 18? Well, I mean, one thing that we have seen is that the the cornerback spot is like yep. wide open. Uh, the Eagles have been slow to fill that this off season, and I think it's intentional. Not that they're definitely going to use a cornerback, you know, a, a first round pick on a corner, but it's like a just in case, right? So you yep. can say it with one of the open safety spots and one of the open corner spots, and and uh, Howie Roseman talked about that not that long ago of not wanting to block some of these top end picks. So that, you know, that need is just screaming there. Um, and then also, you know, defensive line is something that we know that this, this group invests in year after year. It's all from the inside out for them. And so, uh, you know, I see a need, especially even at uh, defensive tackle, where it looks kind of full right now. But if you mm-hmm. project just a, a year from now, you know, 91 might not be in that Eagles uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, Very fair. So, so, yeah, so those are uh, two of the spots that I've looked at. Well, Tim, mm. one of the picks with, with the uh, help of the uh, draft day predictor I, I, that you put out there was Trent McDuffie, the uh, corner out of Washington. So just just give me your sense of what could be there, what you think they like about mm. 15 and, and who it could possibly be. Maybe if you want to expand on Duffy, go right ahead. Yeah. So, so McDuffie is an interesting one because one of the knocks on him, well, there's uh, two primary ones that I've seen. He's got short arms, apparently. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, is wrong? what is wrong with this? He's, dude, he's got Kelly Clarkson arms. Right. Have you ever noticed yeah. Kelly Clarkson has like arms that are like this? <laughs> Next time you watch her, she would not be drafted high. I'm just saying. That's all I'm so, saying. So, when McDuffie goes up to defend the pass, he goes up like this. Oh, according right. to that demonstration, I appreciated that. Uh, Thank you, Tim. That's, why we, that's what we bring to the table. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so he's got. I don't think they, they look like this, but I, but he's got short <laughs> arms, I guess, by whatever measurables they're going off of. And the other thing is, he only had two picks in college, three you know, three years starter, two Dude. picks, and yeah, that's the reaction that most Eagles fans have. Tim, had. is that because you know? they're not throwing at him, or is that that's, he needs to be a better? That's exactly track? the reason. Okay. So if you so this is why he's he's rated as high as he is, even though he's had that limited production. If you look at his season last year, he was only targeted. 36 times wow, and, and only gave up 16 receptions, zero touchdowns and 111 yards all season. That's right. Phenomenal. So there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't one single game where he allowed more than 39 yards in a game. Uh, so when they do throw into his direction, 
he's really good. And, you know, there's another thing for Eagles fans to get over. And I even wonder if, like, the front office would have to get over this. Like, a Washington cornerback. Thank you. Thank right? you. That's it right like, there. Everybody you know? gets freaked out. But is yeah. it is it fair to, to, to hold what happened with Sidney Jones against this guy? Like, you know, they're two separate people. But you would have to be at least a little bit bugged out, right? As a Philadelphia fan, if not an executive picking McDuffie in that spot. Well, mm-hmm. put it like this: Buda Baker would be my first and last DB draft from uh, Washington. But uh, yeah, long story long, man. How confident are you in in Howie's ability to go out there and and Howie and you know everybody in that organization making the right decisions going into this? You know, because I mean, I got confidence now that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with Andy Waddle being there and, and the relationship those guys have together and pulling the coach now into everything, I, I, I'm i a little less hesitant to, to say, all right, they're going to mess up. I'm, I'm starting to turn it around a little bit on, on that organization. Well, they're the sixth best drafters in the NFL, Barrett. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barrett, you know that. That's right. Fairness to them, it was a pretty killer draft last year. No, and no I, I think that's no yeah. I think it's a good thing to hit on because it sort of depends. I we've seen times where it looks like, you know, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie have kind of gone rogue. Right. Where yes. They right. Where they weren't listening to what the scouts were saying, and then they they took picks that surprised people within the building, and those in those situations it didn't really work out well. Where I think that there was a course correction after that fact. In this okay. draft, in this past yes. draft, yes. where they, yes. they stuck more towards, you know, what, you know, all the homework that had been done by the people who do it. And they they stuck pretty close to that. And it produced what looks like a real pretty draft. I mean, you know, there's a lot of those guys have potential, uh, you know, even some of them to, to be stars for this team. Uh, so if they continue with that same philosophy and hold true to it, then I think that there's reason to have confidence in this group. But they just haven't had consistency with that. They've right. they've gone up and down where it seems like they have a good draft. Maybe they feel empowered, like they know what they're doing. And then it, they go away from the formula and then they come back to it. So it's really, can they stack back-to-back good drafts up? I think that's what you know we're going to find out in a, a handful of days here. Hey, Tim, are you going out to Vegas? No, man, I, I stay at the NovaCare right, right below the war room, Gunner. See, I, I don't have that privilege, and I play wow. for them. I don't yeah, they that. don't. They know better to let you in that. that I, don't, wow. I, don't, I guess I don't have juice, man. I, I, I that's terrible, man. Blood, sweat, and tears for this organization. And look, they give you a place right there. That's get a ambulance out. Not right. yeah, after you said yeah, kind, kind of creep in there, see if I can break into break into that that room this year. <laughs> hey, after you after you sat here and and laughed hysterically at ESPN's numbers about the Eagles had the sixth best. Draft selections is too. I would not let you. I would not let you in the parking lot, let alone in the building. No, I just said. I about this interview early after that reaction. All right now, right now, Tim's thinking after today. Yeah, this will be cross this show off. Don't ever, don't ever ask me to come on this show again, Begun. I'm not doing it. He's out here. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. And you, you mock him being inside. You know, Barrett's laughing at the. I mean, come on, man. I, I can't take you guys anywhere. It's I know, man. I know, man. All right, but, Tim. Uh, I, I got to ask. I, I put myself out on a limb in the in the last segment, and I yeah, and I, I actually. About, said this is it. funny too. This is now, this right, is fun, this is funny right here. All right, yeah. This is your turn to laugh at me, Tim. I said at 18 they would actually take a linebacker <laughs> in the first round <laughs> for the first time since 1979. 
I think I think that was that we celebrated Derek's 40th birthday that year. <laughs> so, is it at all possible that they take a linebacker at 18? Please, please tell me. Look at Tim's I mean, face. Hey, hey, if you keep guessing it, one of these years it's going to be right. I think I think 2061. I'll be right. I'll be right in 2061. Yeah. Hey, T-Mac, yeah, T-Mac, T-Mac, all these all these comedians out of work and he want to crack those, right? That's right. That's correct. <laughs> yes. yeah. Trends are made to be broken, I guess. Right, I guess right, that's right. a no. I, but Tim's too nice to just say no. No. Yeah, now, you know happening. what? Honestly, like this this exercise happens a lot where like I'll I'll talk to people in the lead up and and people have you know, even internally, like there'll be people that have linebackers rated highly and you know, even people in like prominent positions. And so um, so you get a feel, well, maybe it's going to happen, but it always seems to hit a roadblock. And I think that roadblock is a way at the top. Like if you look year after year on the amount of resources allocated to the linebacker position over the last few years in particular, they've been dead last in, in money allocated to linebackers. Mm-hmm. It just seems to go against like their team building philosophy mm-hmm. to invest heavily in the linebacker spot. And so it would ch- it would take like a total change of of business uh, for for them to do that. I mean, I do believe that if you were to if you were to ask like the scouts or like what the cumulative grade is, like I think some of these linebackers will come up right in the sweet spot of where they're at. So I, I honestly don't want to dismiss it totally, Rob, because I think like where some of these guys are going to go off the board is going to be pretty close to where the the Eagles are operating at at fifteen right. and eighteen. It's just like, can Howie, uh, yeah. you know, get himself to do it is, yeah. is the question. And, you know, the answer, Howie and his predecessors since 1979 is, is no. Gotcha. Well, uh, well, hey, I, I can dream. That's all. That's all. Right. There you go. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, just from, just from being around, you know, being around this team, being around Jalen Hurts and the way the organization um, went about supporting them, you know, this offseason a lot better than they did Baker Mayfield and those guys in, in Cleveland. But where do you see, what is your sense of Jalen Hurts and his ability to you know, I, we know that he can lead the team, but him coming back and being with the, being with the doctored order for this, for this Eagles team. I mean, I, I go back and forth on Hurts. Uh, he's not a guy that I, I want to um, count out because right. I feel like I don't he's wired in yep. such a way. I don't want to bet against Jalen Hurts. Like he's 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 wired in such a way where he's going to everything in his like being is is dedicated towards overcoming that doubt right. and turning himself into into that guy. Uh, so I think that there's a chance for that, and I think that you know the, the Eagles do like him in that respect. Like they have, um, you know, they've said that publicly. I, I think they believe that privately. But you also have to watch their actions and their actions continue to be we like them, but we're not ready to get married to them. And and we're going to hedge our bets uh, just in case it doesn't work out or in maybe even a, a likely event that it doesn't work out. And you see them push, you know, the one first round pick back to 2023. We know that that draft class is looking to be pretty solid. They could even push more assets back by the time that we're through this weekend. And, um, and they were, they were looking around at the other quarterbacks that were out there, you know, Russell Wilson and, and on down the line. So, um, 
So they they like him, but not enough to to be committed to him. And that's kind of how how I feel. Like I, I don't want to go all in on him or the opposite way. It's like it's another sort of prove it year that he's under. And I think we're going to learn a lot about whether Hertz is capable of taking that next step to be into kind of like that first tier, like first half of quarterbacks this year or not. Hey, Tim, should the Eagles be looking at running back? You look at the youth in a running back room somewhere in the middle to later round. Should they be looking at another young running back to develop with the prospect of this could be Miles Sanders last season in Philadelphia? Yeah, D-Gun, I don't think there's any question about it. And it, I also yeah. kind of wonder if Sanders is like a great fit um, oh, for the, for oh. this offense. Uh, you know, he uh, he was inconsistent last year, and some of it is just bad timing, right? Like they, yep. they decided that they were going to be dedicated to running the football basically the week that he got hurt against Oakland. Las Vegas now. And so, so that was, uh, that was unfortunate for him, but at the same time, he never found the end zone. You know, it seemed like he was bouncing outside a little bit too much. Uh, whereas like things just seemed to operate a little bit more smoothly with Jordan Howard, you know, kind of just with that one, that one step go. Um, so I just wonder longer term, and we know that the Eagles don't like to pay running backs. It's right up there with linebackers. Like they just don't like to do it. It's not part of their overall philosophy. Mm-hmm. And so what are the chances that Miles Sanders gets a second contract with this team? I, I would say probably not great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I don't know that you're going to be looking super high in the draft uh, to be drafting a running back. But I think right. if you go down in the rounds, like if you're looking at Hassan Hoskins, you know, out of Michigan, uh, Pierce out of Florida, like guys like that. Mm-hmm. You, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the 10 picks that the Eagles hold ends up getting used on a back. Mm-hmm. Tim, let me, let me jump back to the, to the Hertz question. And I look, a lot can change with whoever they draft, but as they mm-hmm. sit right here, are you really giving him a fair shake with Devonte Smith and the rest of that receiving core? I, I mean, I know I like Goddard. We've talked about the running game. We know the offensive line. You could probably rank it up there with any offensive line, but does he go in? with enough weapons to really take his game up a big notch? I mean, I feel like he's got a solid enough offensive line. Um, what they think is the number one receiver in Devontae Smith, uh, an ascending tight end in Dallas Goddard, and a, a pretty decent backfield. Where I do feel like you can judge him. Like, I don't think some – of, some of that I don't fully buy into. Like, if, if there's – if the receiving core <clears> – <throat> is like good, but not great. Like, can you properly evaluate a quarterback? Like, I feel like a good quarterback, you know, makes those players better and, you know, kind of like a lifts all, you know, the, the tide lifts all boats type of deal. And, and so I think that we'll know either way about Jalen Hurts, regardless of whether they have another receiver in the fold or not, you know, but it's a different conversation for me, Rob, as to whether, you know, they're, they're uh, well-equipped or as, as well-equipped as they should be you know, to be an explosive offense. And and I do feel like they need to do some work and they've swung and they've, they've missed on a couple of occasions this off season, you know, trying to trade for Calvin Ridley, he gets suspended going after Christian Kirk. And then Jacksonville comes in with like a ridiculous number and, and takes them out mm-hmm. of that conversation. I don't think that they're going to go in on someone like Debo Samuel. It's just, it's too much money right. and too many draft picks for where they are in the building process. But I do feel like they're going to add someone between now and then. And, you know, if the, um, you know, if things break right, like even in the first round, you know, if Jameson Williams falls to them, like, you know, are you, uh, 
you know, are you going to pounce on that? And I, I think yes. that that's, that's something that could be in play for them, whether it's in the first round or, or the second round, I think we could see another receiver added. Mm-hmm. Would they hesitate at all, Tim, because they've used so many resources high two first rounders and a, and a second rounder in the last three years on that position? Or you think that that shouldn't even come into play in their minds? I mean, I think it's got to be a little bit of a tough pill to swallow if, if you're Howie Roseman. We're using three first round picks on wide receivers in, in consecutive years. Like that's got to be a tough pill to swallow yeah. to a certain extent. But I think maybe they look at it more like where's the value at that pick? There's only so many guys that they're going to perceive as blue chippers. And so for me, like if if Jordan Davis is there, like I think he's I think he's the pick. I think that. Mm-hmm. It fits what Jonathan Gannon wants to do uh, on defense to have like that that pure nose tackle who could just destroy things on the front and allow make a lot life a lot easier for the linebackers behind him. Um, I think that they're high on him, and and uh, I believe that he would be the pick uh, if he ends up falling to fifteen. But what if he doesn't? Like, what if Baltimore, who's in front of him, who also happens to love nose tackles exactly like that, scoops up Jordan Davis? And then and will and somebody like Williams falls because of the the torn ACL. Then you know where do you, where do you end up? Um, so yes, I think that in an ideal world maybe he wouldn't want to do that. But if the board lines up that way, it seems like a, a, a real possibility because that feels like that fifteen to eighteen range kind of feels like receiver country to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, Tim. A lot of people out there, obviously Twitter world fans, and so I believe that the how that the Eagles will not stick at 15 and 18, do you think they have the leverage if they want to, to move up, you know, how he's done it in the past when he's wanted a player or got skittish uh, about somebody else taking a player. They really, they've really wanted. He's moved up and he's made, and they made enough moves to do it. Do you think, do you think there's enough? I said off the top of the show earlier in the show that if they stay at, at, at wide receiver and an edge rusher as their priorities, there's enough depth in this draft to where they're comfortable at 15 yes. and 18. Yep. But if they're looking at a corner, I think Howie gets skittish and try to make a move up the board because the cornerback pool is not as deep as the other two positions. Now, I think it's a, a great point, and they have they have the ammo to do it. Yep. You know, they when you have a pair of first round picks, when you have ten picks overall, you have an extra third. Like you know, there's there's maneuverability, and we know that Roseman likes to maneuver as much as anyone. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's something to look out for. I do believe that they've been exploring both options. Um, and it's just a matter of whether you can find uh, dance partners. And then, of course, like yep. where those prospects fall and whether they, they fall into reach. And so, you know, whether it's Stingley, um, you know, that they have eyes for. And I'll go back to Jordan Davis. Like to me, um, yep. if you want to make sure that you have what, what you possibly perceive as, you know, a blue chip prospect who fits what you want to do on defense, uh, you know, do you want to risk sitting there and sweating out like 13 and 14 mm-hmm. um, in order for him to get to 15? If, if he's clearly like one of the better players on your board. So I, mm-hmm. I I'm starting to envision, I think uh, those scenarios a little bit more, like maybe they'll mm-hmm. get just not like crazy aggressive, but a little bit aggressive. Right. So they can right. go from, you know, a 15 to a 12, say it sounds like Houston is open to, to move in their pick um, to make sure they get the guy. Um, whether you know be corner defensive tackle or however they feel about these guys, mm-hmm. Tim. Yeah. All things all things equal. Sorry, Barrett. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All things equal. Just kind of value for the board as they're sitting there at fifteen. Is the priority D line over any other position in your estimation? Um, 
No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, we we know that um, you know edge rusher and defensive front and the lines in general are are typically a priority for this team, but you know the other the other holes are kind of obvious. I would say if we're talking about organizational priority, though, yeah, like it, it runs along the front, but I don't think it's kind of wide sweeping, Rob. Where you know it sort of just depends how they feel about the the individual prospect. We'll weigh that sum. But if we're just talking kind of more broadly, then then it's always a safe bet for the Eagles to go with a guy up front. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this this will be my last question, but standing right now, and the Eagles end the season to where they are right now, did they get better or worse? Because I look at Dallas, I thought Dallas got worse. Where is your evaluation of the Eagles? Where they stand right now before the draft? I mean, they they are still down a starting corner and a starting safety. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's that's not great. Uh, but if, also, if you look at the free agent market, uh, they're banking on the fact that, you know, they could get some pretty decent value there mm-hmm. still, uh, whether it's Tyron Matthew, uh, Xavier Rhodes, whatever, um, in order to kind of fill it, plug it if it doesn't go right in the draft. And so there's a slight projection there. But I would say, um, you know, that they're better. Uh, overall, because uh, you look like somebody like White coming in. I think that that bolsters uh, the linebacking core. Uh, San Reddick, I think, was a big addition. Like you know, yep. a team that yep. finished 31st in sacks last year, he had 23 and a half of them over the the last two seasons. And I think that he's gonna he's gonna make that that defense a little bit more malleable for Gannon. He's gonna help them do some things that they couldn't do given uh, the personnel deficiencies last year. So I, I I still think they're kind of like stuck in the middle a bit. You know, I don't know that those additions are, are putting them, you know, crazy over the hump or anything. I, I still think it's like a borderline playoff team, but a little bit better from where they were sitting a year ago, especially now that they have some familiarity, uh, now that they're more familiar with what Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon mm-hmm. like to do on both sides of the ball. Tim, will we see a different Jonathan Gannon this year with an improved, at least in some spots, personnel? Or are we the same sort of philosophical you know, choices that we saw last year. Yeah, I think that we are going to see, I mean, we have to, he was not nearly as aggressive as anybody was anticipating this guy that came with, you know, he's only going to be here one year because he's, he's such a good head coach candidate and he just wowed people across the league with, with how smart he is and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we all saw it like the, the first half season plus was like a huge disappointment. And, and he was one of the biggest disappointments because of the billing that, that he had coming in. Uh, but I do think that some of that was him sort of getting settled into the position. And then the other part where he just didn't feel like he could do what he wanted to do, given the personnel shortages that he had at certain positions. So I think that now that uh, assuming that he gets that that nose tackle, that he wants, you know, they can run more of those hybrid fronts that he's looking to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that they have somebody in that same linebacker role, that's a pass rushing linebacker uh, in Redick, uh, you can do a little bit more. Um, and then let's see what they do with the secondary mm-hmm. in this draft and then post post draft. I, I think that we're going to see a more aggressive Gannon. I think that we're going to see, you know, a more dynamic defense and, and, we'll start to see more of like what all the hype was about with Gannon now that he has kind of the tools that he wants, or at least some of them. Hey, hey Tim, do you, do you get like me when, when, when draft week gets here, finally, 
Are you sick about talking about the doggone draft? You just want to get this over with? I'm sick of mock drafts. I'm sick of speculations. I'm sick of giving opinions. I just want to see this thing unfold. Do you get like me or do you enjoy the process of leading all the way up to the actual draft itself? I uh, know. Fatigue's setting in. But he toughs it out, unlike you, Derek. All right. He's like yeah. Joel Embiid and you're Ben Simmons. Okay. I love that, the process. I embrace the I embrace the process. I love this, man. Yes. I just I'm just, you know, like when I asked the question, when I asked you that question, I looked on the stream and uh one of the uh was that Jeremiah Butler said uh we got worse because we moved J Jaw, but not to another team. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's tight end J Jaw now. Yeah, Jay, yeah. make sure you, you know, keep it get his name out of your mouth better. <laughs> Exactly right. But yeah, so so I get that fatigue a little bit degun. But I also woke up this week, like you know Monday, and it's like, all right, it's it's draft week. Like the the energy started coming in a little bit for me. Where I'm like, all right, like we're we're almost at the finish line. We're almost there, Um, and it's it's an exciting week, and we're so close to it. So I'm starting to taste it. You know, the the energy's getting built back up. I I, got to ask you this because you just mentioned it. Your thoughts on the Eagles moving Jay Jaw? Or what I call him is umbra- Umbrella Whiteside. He's no longer our thing of Whiteside. I refer to him as Umbrella Whiteside, moving him to tight end. I mean, yeah. the man couldn't catch a cold. And we've, I'm tired of hearing about he's a great special teams player. Do you think he'll be on this team in, in September? Uh, as a tight end, I mean. <laughs> that's a yes. That's a yes. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, tough. Like. If you look at like what they've done, like just at receiver, like Jay Jaw's about to be a tight end, and right. he may or may not make this team as a, as a tight end. Rager, you know, the Eagles are open to moving Rager, you know, and you know, he's he may or may not be on this team, but you know they're certainly not banking on him being, uh, you know, a, a big contributor for them at a minimum, right? So it kind of just leaves you with with Smith and and question marks. Like yep. that's that's kind of the story heading into into this draft for me. Yeah. It's like all and you know to Rob's point earlier, like you know they've spent you know two first round picks on wide receivers mm-hmm. over the last two years. Before that, they had JJ, and and still there's like these big questions about what this wide receiver core is going to look like and whether it's yep. good enough for for Jalen Hurts to operate. Like that's a problem, um, you know. So they got to get that corrected like soon, like. You know, by yes. Thursday, yeah. Thursday night uh, to make sure that they don't have to continue to like be in this, you know, Groundhog Day where we're talking about not good enough receivers again. You know, uh, this guy's on his way out after after getting drafted highly. So um, yeah, it's a big moment in time for the Eagles. Hey, Tim, I just want to apologize before we let you go. I just want to apologize for the immaturity on this show. I'm, I'm the only adult here. And, oh, and I just please. I would just I would just hope that you would consider coming back based on our friendship alone in the future. Yeah, I don't know. We're all in trouble if that's the case. And, and we know his nose was like this when he was saying it to you. <laughs> Nobody's buying yeah. No, You're really a really good yeah. reporter. Damn, I love your work. Yeah, but, but fortunately, uh, you guys are three of my my favorite people in the industry. Uh, Thank so you, bro. Absolutely, I'll, I'll come Likewise. back. And uh, congratulations on the new show. Thanks. I'm Damn, super bro. happy, and I've, I've been watching uh, religiously. So nice job. Thank you, brother. Way, way, way back. And Tim, always, always a pleasure to have you on, man. Love your work at Tim McManus on Twitter. Of course, check out all his stuff, ESPN.com. Tim, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. 
Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Tim Tim is the best, man. He is. He does an unbelievable job. He's got a great sense of humor to deal with the three of us. It's not right. easy. Yeah, Barrett's sitting here laughing at ESPN's projections. My fault, man. His own company, man. His own company. Seriously? Oh, really? Sorry, really, man. B. Brooks? I'm sorry. Yeah. And can't then you take, got me can't laughing. Take you, can't take you anywhere, man. I know. You got me laughing. Out. But do you, did, you really, did you really sit back? I mean, we have a wide receiver that's moved a tight end. One receiver that they're trying to move, but how are they going to move somebody that doesn't have any value? Right. Uh, it, it just, it just to me, it's, it just blows me away that they figure that Jalen Hurst is going to be a better player with guys moving to different positions and other guys that haven't done anything to right. even think right. that they are a wide receiver in the yeah. league. Yeah. But you want him to go out there and be successful. I, I say, like I'll say oxymoron, this. I, I agree with you. To give me a worse receiving core. I don't mean offensive right. line. I don't mean right. running backs. I don't right. mean Dallas Goddard. Give me a – you take Devontae Smith out of there. Show me a team in the league that has playoff aspirations that has a weaker wide receiving core. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's true. But right. you want But you you want to say that you want to give Jalen Hurst an opportunity to go out there and show what he has. If he goes out there and plays what he did just this last season, that's one hell of a season because what he has now is worse than what he had going into last season. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's, it's mind numbing to me that you know they're expecting this young guy to go out there and show what he is a receiver. And I I get it, you know, just like Timmy Timmy Mac just said, you know, when you're a quarterback, you're expected to raise the level of the guys around you, yeah. the talent around yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. But when that talent is not really talented, it's tough, man. No it's doubt. Tough. It's no tough. No doubt. Hey, before you, whenever we decide to go to break, yeah, make sure you guys check out the text I sent you about. You know, we were talking about McDuffie. Just make sure you check the text. <laughs> See, here, here's here's what happens, right? So we're in the middle. We're in the middle of talking to Tim. And Bar- Barrett starts this. So I made the I made the Kelly Clarkson short arm reference, which she does. Watch next time you watch her. Barrett sends a sends a meme out of Ke- Ke- Kelly Clarkson, right? And then and then Derek starts with with, with like Jurassic Park stuff for, for, for what's right, they called? What they called? Um, um, what are these? What are they? Gifs, called? memes. You know. No, but they, I'm talking about this is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Hold yeah. up, you guys can see it. You guys really can't see yeah, it. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it. <laughs> that's that's what it was, man. He said yeah. that, man. Come yeah. on, man. It's just you guys. You're out of control. Wait, you just show, you just show the other one where I said this is what? McDuffie trying to do no, press that, coverage. Darren, it's right above that one. Yeah, tr- press that. coverage against wide receivers. But why? What? Why would why would Rob send me and he put that in my head? Then I looked up Kelly Carson and I looked and it's just the, <laughs> the <laughs> I can't breathe for the first time. You know that's what you get. Yeah, there it is. No, over a little. There you go. There you go. See, come See? on, man. Am I wrong? Oh man, that ain't right. Wrong? That's not right, man. Come on, man. I will not be a part of this. I'm telling you, she would not do good at the combine. You guys are lucky we're not regulated by the FCC. I know. <laughs> All right. Oh, Here's what we're gonna do. I had everybody, nothing to do with this. Everybody catch their breath. We come back. <laughs> Two o'clock, by the way. Jimmy Kepsky. Good luck, Jimmy. This is one of those days today. Oh. So Jimmy Kepsky for Philly Voice is going to join us at two. We'll come back. We'll keep rolling with the Eagles <laughs> stuff. We'll, we'll make we we'll get a little bit deeper into the Sixers too, and maybe more Kelly Clarkson talk. Who knows? <laughs> Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media YouTube Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. 
Go for the hit. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Ellis Dark Gun, Barrett Brooks. This has been a weird one so far, but that's good. Right, right, like, right, right. We like weird. That's for sure. Hey, yeah. let me remind everybody too about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. Unbelievable people. If you got home, you got business, uh, you got property damage through fire, through smoke, through mold, whatever the case may be, call up the good folks at Pro Action. They're available 24 7. Seven days a week. I had that experience, unfortunately, mm. at my parents' house a few years back. They were there quickly, cleaned up the place. The crew was professional. Best price you could get, I'm telling you. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured, tri-state area. They've been servicing folks for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company, whether, as I mentioned, water, fire, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760 or... Just uh, drop them a, a line at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. All right, Sixers, guys, tonight, 
Let's start with this, Barrett. Prediction. Do they win? Do they put the Raptors out of their misery tonight? I think that they do. This is this. You know, I was a little hesitant that the last game, you know, and I was like, ah, this game, I think it's going to be okay. I think they're going to go in. They're going to win it. Um, they're going to sit and beat a little more than usual. And I think the other guys are going to step up and play to a higher level. I mean, I think we're going to get about probably 28, 30 from Harden. Uh, okay, 30. That, that's more than you've been getting from him. Yeah, we have to get the, we have to get at least 28, 30 from Harden. Hmm. Uh, any other supporting cats got to step it up, you know, even green, you know, even green. who's, who's He was now, bad on Saturday, man. Yeah, he was a shell of himself on Saturday. But now I need to see him take up the slack. You know, we know we're going to get from, um, you know, from from those supporting cats. Let's, let's, let's see what we can get from if, if green has a good game, everything else will fall into place. How about you, Gunner? Um, I think the message is clear from Doc Rivers and, and everybody in that locker room. We have to get it done tonight. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We cannot allow this team to get any more confidence with the possibility of heading back to Toronto for a game six. And especially if Miami ends its series early, you know, we can't afford, you know, especially Joel's hurt. Miami, it looks like, is going to take care of Atlanta, you know, one more game. We need all the rest we can get and get Joel's some opportunities to rest at hand. Plus, Joel's got to be seething because I'm looking now, he just got fined 15,000 for for uh criticizing the referees so now he's hands hurting he's ticked off yeah. <laughs> that's last good two games that's good with him games, yeah the yeah. last two games he hasn't scored but we're accustomed to seeing joel score so i think the the the, the sixers come out blazing tonight and get this thing done but in the back of my mind you know when you got the good angel bad angel uh -oh. sitting uh -oh. on your shoulder oh no I got, I got the bad angel telling me but what if what if I'm confident in the Sixers. I'm confident in my Sixers tonight, but I still see it. this bad angel. I can't get him off my shoulder. Saying what if? You said that yesterday, uh, man. I talked to him all day yesterday. He said he said the same thing yesterday. I did. I did. Yeah. Look, I did. and I, I think they're gonna they're gonna win tonight too. And I think Embiid's gonna play better than he played on Saturday. I, I just wonder, Barrett. Like, if Harden gets you thirty, that bodes really well for the Sixers to win this yes. game. Yes. Yes. But. Yes. It's got to be Danny Green showing up. Uh, you know, now that Thibel's playing, he's got to be, right. you know, just – and he's not getting a ton of minutes, but he's got to be impactful defensively during that time. He's got to be big for him. And Tobias I think that's going to be the determinant factor right there, his defense. Yes. Yeah. That's a big I'll deal, man. I'll tell, you I'll tell you something else to keep an eye on, too. You know, anytime a player criticizes the refs, the refs don't take kindly to that. Right. So, you know, Joel's been getting a lot of calls. But do the refs kind of look the other way at certain calls tonight to frustrate Joel gets frustrated even more, which would mentally take him out of his game a little bit. Yeah. You know, think about that. You know, Barrett, yep. you, you've seen it in the NFL. You start blasting referees and trying to embarrass referees, what happened? All of a sudden, those calls you were getting, they disappear real quick. You're you know? far between. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's a whole lot of the whole lot of little scenarios to keep an eye on in this game tonight. Let me give you my key here. It's turnovers. And if you look at it, better not be a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep beating that drum, man. Uh, and you got uh, Thursday night when we're doing the show. I better get my love from uh, gun. Uh, uh, you don't get it from me. I might stop. I'll be right in the middle of in, uh, NBC. I might just call you straight from the set of NBC, hey, man. Thank you. They would appreciate wow. that. All, all my friends over there. <laughs> help you. 
<laughs> sure the higher ups would love that. Um, so I do believe that the key here is turnovers because if you look at Embiid last two games, 11 turnovers, five assists, they're going to yeah. throw the kitchen sink at him. There's going to be two, three guys running at him at all times. If that's the case, he's got to be better with the passes. And I know the thumb is hindering him. I get it. Okay. I understand it's more of a challenge now, but from that aspect, that's what's keeping Toronto in this thing. The Sixers are turning it over too much and giving yeah. them too many second chance opportunities. They got to rebound and be cleaner with the ball, man. It's huge. What did they have last game? 16 turnovers? Yeah. It? I, yeah. It's it's ridiculous how much they're turning the ball over. Can't man. do it. Can't and it's not it. it's not just Joel, it's everybody. They mm-hmm. have got to clean their act up. And you know that's what Toronto's backing on. They're gonna give you yeah. essentially the same, you know, MO that they had last game. They're gonna they're gonna just try and, to beat them up. And, and the thing is, too, Scotty Barnes got hurt in that first game. So he comes back for the last game. He only had six points, but he had 11 rebounds. The yep. Sixers were killing this team on the board. All of a sudden, the rebounding complexion changed with Scotty Barnes, who's still limping on a bad ankle, not 100%. He came back and gave him 11 boards. The NBA Rookie of the Year now mm-hmm. came back and gave him 11 boards. That's a huge factor, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. yeah Well, I'll tell you the other thing. Because Embiid doesn't want to get down low as much, for the first time in the series, the Raptors had more free throw attempts in that game yes, yes. than the Sixers did. So yes. that's the other part. I know, like, physically it's going to be tough for him, but he's got to get down low, even though he's going to take more shots on that hand. He's got to. And, and others have to help him out. Barrett, you hit on it. Harden can't just be the distributor guy. He's no, got to be scoring. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be that compliment to Joel with the scoring. Well, that's that's it right there. I mean, I, I think they need to lean on their other veteran star. They've got to lean on Harden. Harden has to take hold of – of why they brought him here and, and become that 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 score that we know he can be. You know, like it or not, you know, hamstring or not, this is going to have to be his game. He's got to pull it out of a hat just so, number one, they can win this game, get a little rest, rest that hand a little bit so it's not as sore, give you an opportunity to rest your hamstring a little bit so it's not as sore, and just get things and regroup and get things back together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to sneak another game, then you're going to the next game. I mean, they're going to win this series. But you don't want to draw this out. And like you said, if Miami goes ahead and just closes the door, yeah, I mean, you want them rested either. So, you know, let's, let's just make it happen. Go out there, play where you need to play, and go from there. No question. All right, so Phillies. Phillies. They lose last night. Oh, one man, we have to. We, we, have, we to. have to. <laughs> because there's a lot of branches off of that Phillies game last night. So yeah. they get shut down offensively. Noel looked great. Okay, if you you want to get a positive out of there, Nola pitched as well as he's pitched in a long time. He was really good. It's a shame they didn't get him any help. They lose the game, but in the course of the game, Angel Hernandez is the home plate umpire. Angel Hernandez is is notorious. Sucks. Sucks. Being the real, arguably the worst official in any sport across the board in, in the four you know major sports. He's that bad. So last night, guys, and they have stats on everything now, right? <laughs> yep, he, it's unbelievable. He missed 19 calls last night. So he only got 85% correct, which is horrible. It's horrendous. So six called strikes, six called strike threes that were out of the strike zone. Six. Mm-hmm. Nine called strikes on the Phillies that were out of the zone. Seven called strikes on the Brewers that were out of the zone. So the end of the game, uh, Kyle Schwarber in, in the ninth, not the very yeah. last out, but Kyle right. Schwarber gets rung up and he loses his mind. He throws the bat, the helmet gets ejected. Part of his argument, and, he, and you can see him, he's gesturing, right? He's yep. saying, pointing there, pointing there. In other words, you suck for both sides. It wasn't just us. I'm not just complaining as a Philly. You were terrible for everybody all around. 
but what bothered me, I, I had no issue with Schwarber losing his mind. Girardi comes out and just basically is like, hey, you got to be better to Angel Hernandez. Have your dudes back. <laughs> Have right. Kyle Schwarber's exactly. back and get tossed yourself. Right. Blow a gasket, yeah. man. By the way, this team needs you to blow a gasket. They're sleepwalking through this season. And he goes out there and he takes a conservative approach. It was pathetic. This team's got problems, man. Well, there lies the problem, man. You know, you just don't have any any ignition to get guys going, you know. Um, there's only so much you're going to get from your star player, man. I mean, you're asking too much of them as it is. But now, you know, you don't have your, 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 your captain going out there and, and fighting for your guys. You know, I mean, I – don't pat me on the back. Give me a that a boy. Go out there and 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 you know cuss him out. You know, go off for your guys. It's the end of the game, anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. what? It's the end of the game. Yeah. I, I just I didn't get that. Like I, again, the, the, and the other thing is, Major League Baseball has a has a big problem. <coughs> there, there's so much strength in that umpire union, right? That guys like like Joe West for years, he finally retired. But guys like Angel Hernandez and Joe yeah. West get protected. And they keep getting trotted out every every single series. And they're awful at their job. If yep. any of us were as bad at our job as that guy is, we'd be out of work. But he's still going out there. The, th- the thing I like most about Schwarber losing it was when they showed the, this ISO shot of the Brewers dugout, you saw guys laughing like, yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm glad somebody said something. Because if you look at the way the game unfolded throughout the course of the game, players on both sides – you know they wanted to turn and say something, but the game was so close. Th- neither team wanted to have a primetime player get tossed from the game. You know, um, it, we, we always get enamored with the with the big high-scoring games. But I'm, I'm old school. I love a good pitching duel. I do, too. I and do that too. pitching duel last night between Eric Lauer and, and, and Aaron Nola was one of the finest uh, pitching duels I've seen in a long time. Those two combined for 22 strikeouts. Yep. Lauer wow. had 13. Nola had nine. Lauer went six innings. Nola went seven. And Nola, up to this point, that was his best game of the season by far. And he had a pretty good outing his last outing. Yeah. His breaking ball was on point. He hit the, he hit his spots. I mean, his sinker, his cutter, I mean, everything was working perfectly for yeah. him. Same way with, with Lauer. You know, and I just loved it. I love the drama. When, they, when you're going into the eighth, ninth inning and it's still 0-0, 1-1, whatever the case may be, I love the drama. But it just got to a point with Schwarber. He knew that was probably going to be his last at bat for the game. He went ballistic. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, look, this, 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 you know, well, you know, you have blinders on or what? And, yeah. you know, it did, I don't know what he said, but it didn't take Hernandez a long time to eject him because a lot of times the umpires will stand there and let a player jaw jack for a little while mm-hmm. and then build up momentum to toss him. Man, he tossed Schwaber real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the gesture said enough. Yeah. The words behind what he said, uh, he got the hook real quick. But you're right. Girardi goes out there and he's very diplomatic. And, you know, right. he's low profile. And, you know, I'm thinking the manager should have been kicking dirt on the plate, should have picked up a bat and tapped the plate several times with maybe take a swing at Hernandez. I don't condone violence, but in this case, right. you know, take a swing at, at, at Hernandez, you know, like an imaginary swing. No, he just said his little piece and walked back to the dugout. And I think a lot of times a team – emulates the mindset of its manager. And I think that's all the time. Yeah. yeah, Great point. Yeah. And I think what we saw from Girardi last night is typical of how this Phillies team has played all season long. Uh, We know the pitching staff is going to be hot and cold. That's going to be the case all season long, but this offense has got to be more consistent in terms of being the big poppers 
from one through nine that we thought this offense could be. It hasn't been the case. I mean, you look at the three games they played against the Brewers this weekend, you know, yeah. uh, they, they, they needed a big rally in the eighth inning just to win that game four to two. You know, they played, they played, you know, inconsistent ball and, 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 and lost concentration allowed the Brewers to win game number two. And, and, and its last game could have gone either way, you know, and it was a great game. And it's too many highs and lows with this team right now. Those, there's no even keel with this team. We still don't know what the identity is. And they're, what, 6-10 and 10 right now? Yep. I never thought this team would be sitting here. When you look at the schedule that they had leading up to this point, I never thought they would be sitting here below 500 at this point. But, Derek, they haven't won a series since the opening series against no. the A's. No, they I mean, that, That's no. four straight series that they've lost. And, and you look at it, they've been shut out twice. They've been held to one run three times. You know, the one thing we we at least thought, we thought we knew, I should say, going into yeah, the season yeah. was they were going to score runs. And, you know, you weren't sure about the defense. You weren't 100% sure about the pitching. But you, you look at last night as a prime example. Your pitcher does yeah. the job, man. I mean, Aaron yeah. Nola did the job. No question Where are about the it. bats to pick him up? Where no are question. they? No question. You know, and, you know, when you, you know, Bryce Harper has a great game, one game, all of a sudden, you know, yesterday he couldn't. He, he he was you know all over the place. He could, he couldn't even make decent contact. You know what about all your other big boppers in that lineup? You know somebody's got to be that guy when he steps to the plate. You're confident in saying, "All right, here we go. This guy's going to at least get a base hit and find a way to get on base." Not happening. Now you know? let me let me give you some averages here, just just to, to, to speak to your point. Schwarber's hitting 169. Hoskins is hitting 196. Veerling's hitting 188. And Bryce Harper's hitting 226, man. Like, Jeez. are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, that's I'm just giving you Jeez. four guys right there that right. collectively are not getting the job done. And Schwarber and Harper are major money guys, you know, Veerling, whatever. I mean, you didn't Jeez. expect a ton out of him anyway, but but the other three guys are 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 heart of your order guys who are giving you nothing. Well, not you, nearly enough. You look at Hoskins, look at Hoskins, you know, he was he's like what one for 18 with and he started hot. Yeah, he's been stone yeah. cold lately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, but I'm gonna tell you this though, just so we know, and 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 that's why I'm not flipping on and, and and getting mad right now. I still think that you know, when you look at the lineup, real Muto, he's not playing up to, to expectations. Hoskins yeah. is uh, you know, bomb is, I mean, all these guys, you know, aren't but Schwarber, these guys aren't playing up to the way we know they can play. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're nowhere exactly. near to, 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 you know, the offensive output that, that we're going to get, especially, you know, when hitting season starts, you know? Right. So, um, I, I'm, I'm still a little, uh, I'm still a little, you know, all right, you know, we're still getting a little better on defense. We're playing a little better. We're getting better pitching from Nolan and, and that's going in the right direction. Right. So, Wheeler, not looked, Wheeler looked better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, his velocity was up. I agree. Right. Look, Barrett, it's not right off time by any stretch. Right, 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 right. There are things here that need to change real, real quick. Yeah. Like we're not gonna win over we're not gonna win over 90 games. I just, it's gonna I just, be tough. I, I just have it in my head already, just from the way this has started out. Yeah, we're not going uh with a 90 win season. That's at this rate, tough. at this rate, they may not win 85. Yeah, well, at this rate, at this rate, no. I can't say that. No, I need, I need yeah. that though. You got to start winning yeah. series at some point. Yeah. They get Colorado coming in here tonight. Uh, they're back at it. They played them. They they lost the series out there to them last week. So, yep. you know, there's no better time than the present, man, for them to get their act together. That's for sure. So, from a Philly standpoint, that's where things are. All right. So when we come back, Jimmy Kemsky. Oh, one thing. One more thing. One yeah. Okay. Back. Do you think that Girardi is the reason why, or is it just the play of the players, or is it Girardi? And the, and the way he's putting his guys out there. 
I'm not sure. I, I feel like there's a tune out factor there with the players okay. and Girardi. See, that's, the, that's what I didn't want to hear. And that's concerning. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I can't lay it all at his feet because I just named some pretty big boys in that lineup that need to be doing pulling their, right. their weight, and they're not. Right. But, again, when you have a guy who was on the last year of his deal and he was inherited by the GM, all bets could be off if this continues to look like this. Well, I think all bets are off anyways, and I think yeah. that's why they're tuning them out. Yep. You know, From a player's perspective, yeah. you see that you don't you, when 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 a player doesn't respect a guy and is not playing up to their expectations, they'll eventually get into it and play just 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 out of being you know a competitor and playing with heart. The players will turn it around, but when you don't have the respect for the you know the skipper, man, it's it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really really tough for him to really execute what he wants to execute for as far as from schematically uh, with this team's expectations. Are. If they are tuning out the manager, I still say a percentage of a good percentage of this is on the players. When you're making the kind of money that these players are being I don't paid, know. Yes, you're right. You, you're you right. get your, I but I, you play for individual pride, man. Right on. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I, you know, for, yeah. forget that I'm going to win in spite of the manager. And hopefully, yes. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and hopefully if the front office is smart enough to talk to certain players, Hey, how do you feel about the way he's, He's strategically moving you guys. Then leave it up to their front office to make a decision on him, you know, based on the feedback he gets from the players. But when it comes to playing the game and executing the game, you players have to get out there and play the game. The manager, the yeah. manager's not going to win the game for you. You guys are going to win the game. Look with you, yeah. Derek. No you argument there. Yeah. That's for sure. If eventually Hart and 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 yes. you know, yes. pride, the pride's got to step through. Yeah. You got to start yes. playing, especially with just like you said, especially with the amount of money. Yeah, and, and the fact yeah. yeah, you're right. Get Absolutely. out there and ball out. Ball Absolutely. out, man. Absolutely. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Jimmy Kapsky, Philly voice. He's got his latest mock draft. Who does he have the Eagles taking in the first round? Fascinating stuff. We'll talk to Jimmy when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media, YouTube Network, Sports Take. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to Reddit, go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Yeah, welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, and we are Sports Take, Jacob Media YouTube Network. Joining us now, he's an awesome follow on Twitter, at Jimmy Kemsky. You can check out his work, phillyvoice, phillyvoice.com. There he is. What's happening, Jim? What's going on, guys? How are you? Getting hey, the band man. back together, huh? Hey, yeah, What's up, man. Bro? Where's Jillian and uh, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) We're saving that for. Remember back in the day when you were a kid, there'd be the very special episode of of certain TV shows. There's going to be a very special episode of Sports Take at some point. Do I get to take that show off? Can I? Yeah, you're gone. You're out. out? Yeah, enjoy your day off. Can you imagine that, man? That would be great, man. You know what I'm saying, Jillian. Jillian was just, you know, she's back now going to school. And I think we should the ABC. Six now. ABC. Yeah. 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 Then, you know, um, Rachel, you know, she, you know, had Sarah a baby. just had a kid. Yeah. Sarah had a, Sarah had a baby and, mm-hmm. and married and doesn't even mess with hockey anymore. You know, yeah. so, I mean, so a flip. A we gave her good years. training for babysitting. Dude, right. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Right. Uh, she's doing amazing, though. She's doing amazing. Though. By the way, pro tip. Uh, when, during a commercial break, it's not a good idea to inhale a peanut butter sandwich like I just did. Let's just say <laughs> that bad right boy there. is like sitting right here in my chest. Just an FYI. Just trying to help people. That's all. That's what we're here for. All right. Enough nonsense. Jimmy, good to see you, man. Yes. First of all, I Thank love you. your work. Now, I, I, I said it earlier. I think today was the final mock draft that you're presenting, and I think it was number – 4,267. <laughs> am, am I off by one or two? Yeah. Uh, I don't put out as many as some people out there. I think it was like five or six or something like that. Yes. But who's counting? I mean, really. But, yeah. but I, I found it interesting. You had a couple things, a couple little nuggets in there that I that I thought were really, really interesting. One of them being what the Eagles are going to do in the fifth round, in your estimation, which we'll get to. We'll get to that. Okay. But a couple names that you threw out there. Jordan Davis at 15 and Traylon Burks, uh, Traylon Burks at, at number 18. Let's start with Davis. Just what he brings to the table for maybe people who aren't familiar with. Him. Sure. He's six, six, he's 341 pounds and he runs a yeah. four, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. So there aren't like people on the planet that are capable of doing that <laughs> other than him. Like he's it. He's, he's the quote unquote unicorn of this draft. Mm-hmm. The way that they talked about Kyle Pitts, uh, last year who went fourth overall to Atlanta. It's just, you know, a lot of people aren't really super thrilled about the idea of taking what they perceive to be just a run stuffing defensive tackle uh, that high in the first round. But I think when you have a human being that can just 
do things that nobody else can do. You don't yes, know. Don't know. <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> take that guy. Um, so I think there's a, a decent enough chance that they could move up uh, from 15 to a spot, you know, where they could get either one of those two premium cornerbacks uh, in uh, Derek Stingley or uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, maybe an edge rusher if like a Kayvon Thibodeau falls a little further than anticipated or Jermaine Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. those two needs are, you know, those, those four players, I think sort of marry up with, um, you know, where they're slated to be picked. And and they're obviously two huge needs for the Eagles cornerback and defensive end. So if they do move up, I would, I would assume it'd be one of one of, for, you know, for one of those four players, but if they do just sit there at 15, then I think that uh, Jordan Davis makes a lot of sense uh, or any one of the five receivers that, uh, you know, sort of people have going in the top 20 picks. So you really insist on um, receivers being one of the picks on, you know, you, you wouldn't be wrong in, in, in thinking that's, that's a definitely a need, but I, you know, I just really love the defensive side of the ball in this draft. And I think you can get some great value in the second half, but you're right, man. You're right. I mean, it's only been, what was Detroit was the last, the last team to draft three first round receivers. And Matt, Matt Millen. Yeah. yeah. And, but mm-hmm. if you can get that unicorn, like they got, you know, in, in, in drafting, you know, Megatron, then yeah. I, I say yes, okay, but I don't know, man. You know, it, it's just tough, man, with, with with what their needs are on the defensive side of the ball and what the, you know, defensive coordinator just, I don't feel as though it's aggressive enough. You know, I don't know if they do it, man. I'll put it like this. There are, I mean, there's five receivers that I think are worthy of going yes. high, yeah. like yep. uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, yep. uh, Chris Olave from, yep. from Utah, from, from excuse me, from uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State. Uh, Jameson Williams from Alabama, yep. Drake yep. London from USC, and Traylon yep. Burks from uh, Arkansas. Those are five guys that I think My everyone's projecting also. to go top 20. So I would call like the wide receiver uh, sort of like the quote unquote, the safety school. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Eagles at <laughs> pick 15 or 18 or whatever. If like, if there just isn't a player that they love otherwise, then they can go back to that wide receiver. Well, Hey Jimmy, first of all, I want to say uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I-, I used to look forward to seeing all your stick figures. On, on <laughs> yeah, Twitter. What's going on? You, know, you know, you've been letting us down lately, <laughs> but, but, sec- but secondly, um, why, why Burks is the receiver more so than some of the other ones for the Eagles at that spot? Yeah, I think Wilson will be gone. Um, okay. I think Jamison Williams will also be gone. He just has too much speed to last to 15 in and my size. opinion. Yeah. And yeah, and and and, he, and uh, yeah, and he's he's got decent enough size as well. Burks is a guy that just I I think he's different than a lot of the other receivers in this draft in that his, you know, special talent is getting yards after the catch. I mean, mm-hmm. he's 6'2", he's 225. He's difficult to tackle. You know, maybe he doesn't run routes as well as some of the other receivers in this draft, but you can get him the ball, you know, between zero and 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. You can make, uh, give Jalen Hurts easier passes to make. And then he's going to get yards after the catch. I think he averaged something like something crazy, like 9.1 yards Mm -hmm. Uh, after reception, like he averaged nine yards after the That's catch. Big time. That's a big time number. So yeah. a lot of those are, you know, um, a lot of those are manufactured targets, I'll call them. Uh, so he's not winning in the same way from the wide receiver position as a lot of these other guys mm-hmm. where Chris Olave is an outstanding route runner. Uh, Drake London is sort of your contested catch guy. Like he can do, Burks can do a lot of that stuff. He can get separation on go routes. He can make contested Mm -hmm. catches on fade routes. He's going to, you know, be able to get open like in the flat and on, and on slants and the shorter passes and stuff like that. But uh, in the Eagles scheme, you know, you have Devante, who's your route runner. 
right. you know, really silky smooth player. You have Quez, who's sort of the speed guy. You don't really have a slot receiver unless you're calling Zach Pascal that, or Burks, you can just plop right down in that slot. And uh, he's going to do damage in there. Uh, and he, and I, like I said, I, I think he's a he's an easy player for Jalen Hurts to be able to get the ball to. And, 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 go ahead, back. I was going to say, and you know what? You know, just with the Debo Samuel um, right reference. You know, I mean, he he's what what teams are trying to do now. So you're absolutely right, man. I'll be a great pick for him. But there's always a but. <laughs> yeah. How you know how he does how he things, and you know, and not to say he hasn't done it because like I think. It, you know, the, the level of, of, of attentiveness to needs of the team, you know, as it pertains to, all right, what does the coach want and what does the scouting uh, department want? I think there's a there's a relationship now. And I think relationship wasn't, you know, three years ago. But I think there's a good relationship going. Andy Waddle, the coach, and Howie Roseman right now. I mean, what is your what is your uh, synopsis on that? Do you think that's, you know, kind of accurate? Uh, that they're – uh, they're getting along cohesively together. Yeah, yes, yes. So I, I, I think um, you know they all value each other's opinions and such. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny, Jeffrey Lurie. There's only been three times per him that he's really wanted a player: Jordan Mailata, <laughs> Lane Johnson, and Russell Wilson. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with JJ Ortega Whiteside, but uh, I think he's sort of the X factor in that draft room. Like, this if you know? does he get to pick the player if there's somebody that he really wants? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jimmy, let me ask you this, because uh, I thought Howie got, had got, got great value out of the draft last year and yeah. got a lot of quality. But there's a lot of people, as we move closer to this draft, are a little nervous about Howie picking players for 2022. Are you, are you of the, okay, you know what, Howie finally got it right a year ago, I have confidence in him going into this one, or are you like uh, many of the masses out there, Oh, man, I don't know. It's a wait and see with this guy. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. How, how are you viewing the the number of draft picks they have, the position they're in to draft players? Yeah. Do you have a, a good comfort level that they're going to make the right moves? So I think what the, the real strength of, of Howie is he knows where guys are going to go with right. other teams. Like For example, I thought what he did last year was masterful, yes. where he traded back from six to 12, he picks up the yep. extra first round pick. And then he diagnosed that he was going to have to get back up to 10 to get Devontae yep. Smith ahead of the, ahead of the giants. So, I mean, give him all the credit in the world for, for getting the mm-hmm. good player and then also getting a pick for the, for the, you know, first round pick for the next year. So they're in a, a little bit of a different situation this year where they're at 15 and they're at 18. They have mm-hmm. two picks there, obviously. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be interesting to see, you know, like how he diagnoses where guys are going to go. Cause it's a little harder this year than it was last year. Uh, I think it was, you know, sort of figuring out, excuse my ringtone there, my bad. Uh, I was still sick of my door. <laughs> yeah, really? Eagles just made a move. No. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I think this year is a little harder to diagnose, like, where guys are going to go than, than it was last year. So it'll be interesting to see how, like, how he does that. But where they are at 15 and 18, I think Daniel Jeremiah said it really early in the process from NFL Network. He, he said, you know, a lot of teams – uh, think that the top 10 isn't as strong as it's been in previous years, but the mm. picks in the teens are sort of stronger than what they normally are. And that makes sense because you had last year, a lot of guys opted to stay in school for an extra year because their season kind of got ruined by COVID. So you have a little bit more depth, both in the first round, first round. And then also, you know, throughout the draft in rounds, you know, three, four, five, six, six, et cetera. Uh, whereas last year, you know, you're, 
you're drafting guys in like the sixth and seventh round that might otherwise be, you know, undrafted free agents, for example. So uh, I think it's deeper in the first round. I think it's deeper overall. So I think there's just going to be good players available when they pick at 15. Mm-hmm. I don't know that yep. the urgency to trade up will be there. And will he trust his scouts to pick the, you know, the right guy at that spot? Mm. I like that, Jimmy. You did the same thing I said, bro. My fault, bro. That's okay. That's all right. Well, you had another interesting name at 39, Jim. A a guy who certainly would not have been there had it not been for the injury that he incurred uh, on his pro day, and that's uh, David Ajabo. Yeah. Uh Out of defensive end out of Michigan. Interesting story here, Jim. I mean, great size, speed. uh, Guy who didn't play a lot of football. You know, grew up in Nigeria, Scotland, and then came here. Uh, for his high school days, yep. but had a monster year this past year for Michigan. He goes down with the injury. J- just give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, double-digit sacks. I think he had five force fumbles or something like that, so he was able to get the ball out when he got home. Uh, sort of a one-year wonder, but he's so like young and inexperienced that it's, almost, that it's all the more impressive that he was able to put up those kinds of numbers despite not having played football all that long. Uh, so, yeah, he's a guy that tore his Achilles uh, during his pro day. Uh, like Sidney Jones did back in the day. Uh, the Eagles have not shied away from taking chances on injured players, particularly in the in the second round. It worked out with Landon Dickerson last year or so we think so far. Uh, did not work out with uh, Sidney Jones when they took that risk, you know, half decade ago mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, so he's a guy, I like you said, 39. They're not picking 39. They're picking 51. I had them like trading up. Yeah, he wouldn't be there probably at 51, correct? Yeah, probably not. And I think that what happened was after he tore his Achilles, that factored into the decision to bring back Derek Barnett because I think the Eagles really had an edge rusher earmarked for that 15th pick. And then once Ojabo got hurt, not that they were necessarily banking on him specifically being there, but it you know, sort of whittled down the field of edge rushers that could potentially be available at 15. And when you take one guy out of that mix, felt like they – I feel like they felt like they had to have something at defensive end more than just Brandon Graham and, and Josh Sweat. So they had to bring somebody additional back that they could, you know, feel at least okay-ish about. And so that wound up being dark. What Barnett an endorsement for, that is. They for, feel for, okay-ish. for five and a half, six million or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that they liked him. Uh, I think that he's an option maybe in round two. I thought that, you know, I don't know if he'll blast a 51. So I had him making a modest trade up to like 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think uh, edge rusher is certainly uh, not a position that they're done adding to just because they brought back Derek Barnett. I think that's a high priority for them in this draft. Mm. Love it, man. I, I, I just look at this. I just look at this draft, man, as being one, like you said, you know, from, from picks 10 to 20, Mm-hmm. Um, it's quality, man. It's quality picks, you know, it's quality in the positions that the Eagles need. Um, how high do you think the the, the, the safety position um, they'll be picking? You know, because I think that's one of the major needs also with cornerback and safety. You know, what would you say, you know, those two picks land in, in, in the draft? Yeah, the big name is Kyle Hamilton there from Notre Dame. I don't think he's getting anywhere near 15. I think his floor is probably 11. Yeah. I don't think it's past Washington there. And then uh, there's Daxton Hill from Michigan, who's sort of a hybrid slot corner, safety, whatever you want to call him. Um, I don't think he's really under strong consideration for the Eagles at 15 or 18. Probably a little further back in the first round, there's Lewis Seen uh, yes. from, from Georgia. There's Brisker from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm leaving somebody out here. Petrie from Baylor. Petrie, yes. Jalen Petrie from, from, from Baylor. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, those guys, a guy like Brisker or uh, Petrie, I think those guys are options at 51. If mm-hmm. somehow Hamilton fell, then take him. By all means, like run the card up. Go grab that guy. <laughs> right. No brainer. <laughs> but I don't think he'll be there. Uh, but I don't think it's a really strong safety draft, which isn't right. great for the Eagles because their starters right now are Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps. So uh, they definitely need help there. Um, and then if they don't take a safety, you know, there's the rumors that they could be interested maybe in Tyron Matthew, uh, which I, I think, you know, if, if they if the draft came and went and they didn't add a safety hire, at least somebody that they, they feel can can fill in there. They, they got to be disappointed by what they've seen so far in, in Kayvon Wallace, who they took uh, in the fourth round. They thought that was a, a good value pick a couple of years ago. Uh, he sort of hasn't lived up to expectations or what they hoped he would be. Uh, but if, so if the draft came and went, then I, I do think that uh, a guy like Matthew could be on the table. Depending on how the draft falls, would you be surprised if after it's all said and done, how he starts looking at some of these free agents out there, especially, you know, at the cornerback position? Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some quality names out there that mm-hmm. they can probably get at a bargain basement price to fill out his roster with with potential starters. And hopefully even if they draft a young corner or a young linebacker, whatever the case may be, then you have these guys at least on one-year contract to help groom these guys to help them make the transition to the pro ranks. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, you look at, there's a rumor that they were interested in uh, Stefan Gilmore before yep. he signed with, mm, with Andy. Andy, Indiana. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's guys that are, that are, that they could add as one year. They did it last year, obviously with, with, with Steven Nelson, they signed yep. him in June or July or whatever it was. Uh, so there's always those one-year band-aids that are available after the draft. So yeah, like I said, I, I think that they could, if the value's right, they could trade up for a Stingley or a Gardner. I don't think those guys are falling far enough where right, they could, right. you know, where the cost wouldn't be, you know, too, uh, un, uh, you know, in, unprohibitive for them to go up and get them those kinds yep. of guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the cornerback is a little deeper than it. Cornerback position is a little bit deeper than than the safeties that I just sort of rattled off. Like you can get a, a guy in round two, round three. They obviously took a, a guy in, in Zach McPherson in the fourth round last year. Actually, from from the time. The draft happened last year until the end of the regular season. They added like what, like five or six, five or yeah. six guys yeah. that are still yeah. on the roster yeah. now. Detroit, like McPherson, yeah. Tay Gowan, Mac McCain, yeah. Josiah yeah. Scott. Right on. Now there's like five or six guys. So you know they, they've sort of tried to push the idea that they'd like to get a look at those guys and give those guys a chance to to see what they can do, and then afterward, if they want to add someone, then they can. I don't know that I totally buy that. Like they're going to add a good player if they can. Um, but yeah, if, if they don't come away with, with a cornerback in this draft, and that's one of those positions where, yeah, you, you slap a one-year band-aid with, mm-hmm. with a guy uh, after the draft. Jim, we, we've gone 19 minutes, which may be a land speed mark record without bringing up Jalen Hurts' name. <laughs> okay. So I was just about to. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to ask you, just you, I'm asking you, mm-hmm. what is your confidence level that he'll be able to take that next step going into this 2022 season? I think I'll take a step forward. I don't know if it'll be a big enough step that it'll convince them not to be heavy players in the 2023 draft at the cornerback, mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. Cause mm-hmm. you have Bryce young from Alabama. Who's the, who's a big name. CJ Stroud from uh, Ohio state is, is almost certainly going to be a first round pick. Those two guys are kind of projected right now to be like top 10 type of guys next year. Um, we all know what Jalen Hurts is like. He can run. He's got all the intangibles. He's smart. He's getting better at, you know, reading the field and, and controlling and, you know, running the offense can, you know, sort of controlling the offense. Um, it's just the accuracy is still a, an issue. And 
um, until that gets fixed, it's going to be something that, you know, sort of prohibits his ceiling. Like it's going to, it's going to pre- prevent him from, from, you know, taking a, mm-hmm. an enormous step forward. So we'll see what he does in 2022. He certainly has the opportunity to, to, you know, get better. And, and I, I don't think they're taking a quarterback in this class. Uh, and certainly the, um, the, the ship has sort of sailed on any, you know, any veteran acquisition. They tried to get Deshaun Watson. They tried to get Russell Wilson. Those didn't, they didn't want to be here. So it didn't pan out. Uh, I think there's, they're looking for up to upgrade at the quarterback position, but I think the Eagles have sort of played it right in that, you know, they couldn't get an elite player. So they weren't going to settle for some other mediocre option, uh, veteran quarterback or, or someone I, I perceive they're not going to take anyone in this draft anyway. Um, so yeah, I think they're sort of pushing their chips into 2023. If Jalen Hurts surprises them, then hey, great. Then they have two, you know, first mm-hmm. round picks that they can spend on positional players. Uh, but I do think that that trade with the Saints really sort of had the quarterback position in mind when they made it. Hey, hey Jimmy, an interesting question was brought up earlier in this show. So I'll, I'll ask you as we look okay. at this Eagles roster right now, is this a contending roster? If they played in the in the AFC, they'd probably be like the twelfth or thirteenth best team out there. Right, <laughs> so right, like, right, right. Uh, in the NFC, it's just such a weak conference right now on paper. Yep. Like, the, I mean, the the best quarterbacks in the in the conference are you know Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then what? What do you I have? Mean, yeah, you can make him? arguments yeah. for like yeah. Stafford or yeah. Stafford is up yeah. there, sure. Yeah. Dak Prescott is maybe mm-hmm. three or four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's just not much there. Kyler Murray, if you want to throw him in there, all right, fine. But like, so if you are, are like if you're just looking at the NFC, it's a weak conference, and obviously the division has yep. been weak for years, and it's probably going to be weak again in 2022. So can they make the playoffs again? Absolutely. Are they going to be Super Bowl, like legitimate Super Bowl contenders? I don't think the roster is good enough to, to, mm-hmm. to consider them that, no. Well, yeah, and the division's fascinating, too, because, you know, Dallas seems to have talent, but they always get in their own way, you know, some way, somehow. Washington, who knows what that looks like with Wentz? I, I mean, <laughs> right? how do you even begin to, to handicap that team? And then yeah. the Giants still have Daniel Jones and a, and a first-year head coach. Right. So they're right. in – they're in an ideal division to sort of hang around, like kind of similar to last year. You're yeah, right. I mean it's 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 mm. you know one of the worst divisions in football, and 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 it sort of has been for a while. When, when I look at um, when I look at the quarterbacks in this in this draft, you know, I, like I said, this is probably this is this draft is weaker than last year's draft, and what we've only got what one or two starters that are, you know, starting right now. Um, you got the kid from uh, Mills down in, in, with the Texans, and then you also have um, you, you have a starter in New England. With Fields in, in Chicago, kind of. I don't uh, know. They didn't, yeah, that was, yeah. I, yeah, so I think this draft's weak, but what if, you know, I think Pickett and Willis are kind of interchangeable on, you know, who might get picked up early in the draft. And right. there's definitely going to be one of those guys available when the, when the Eagles do draft. I mean, can they can they can they just not draft Kenny Pickett if he's sitting there? <laughs> Will that happen? Yeah. So Pickett, um, if, if if either of those two quarterbacks were available, I could see the Eagles taking uh, Malik Willis. Be just be oh. on his just for his ceiling. I mean, so you you look at him as a player, and he actually reminds me a little bit 
of Jalen Hurts in that like their yep. running styles are actually pretty similar. Like neither of those guys is going to uh, is going to confuse anyone for Lamar Jackson and the kind of speed that he has. But they're both fast enough mm-hmm. and they they're both bulky kind of players who can run, they're strong players who can run through tackles and and uh you know escape pressure physically that like that. Um they have some of the same attributes as passers too in that Willis sort of has uh has to come a, a, away a ways a little bit in, in terms of you know, reading defenses and such coming from a program like Liberty uh, as opposed to playing in the SEC or wherever else. Um, and then the accuracy is an issue with with Willis as well. But he's got a live NFL, like, arm talent, yeah, whereas, yeah. whereas Hertz does not. So I think Willis kind of gives you everything that you have in Hertz, but also the, you know, the, the, the a higher ceiling just because he can sling it like Hertz can't. Hey, Jim, gotta, are you going out to Vegas? Are you going out to Vegas also or no? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with all you writers? Nobody's going to Vegas. What is- I didn't even go to the draft when I was in Philly. What? <laughs> He's a war room guy, Derek. Yeah, you know, I got I got to be in my bunker, ready to write about any. Uh, uh-huh. He's in the little happened. shed at, at Novacare. What, what happening? Here? Forget Novacare, man. What happened to being <laughs> on the scene, on the spot, man? How do you turn down Vegas of all places? Well, I was just there where they played the Raiders last year, and uh, okay. I don't know if I want to relive that. No. <laughs> really? I'm Do you kidding. remember much of it, Jim? Yeah. Can you give us some details, Jim, please? Uh, I got to ask you about this one, lastly. You're in your mock in the fifth round at 146. Oh, yeah. Matt Areza, the yeah. punter from San Diego State. Now, before people go bananas on this, watch some tape on this guy. <laughs> I, I've never seen a better punter in college in my life than this guy. But tell us a little bit. He's about the him. punt god. Yeah. I mean, he can hit 80-yard punts. What? 80-yard punts. He's got, like, multiple 80-yard punts in his career at San Diego State. Like, a ton of 60-plus punts. He's a kicker there, too. That doesn't matter. He's not going to kick in the NFL. But um, he's going to handle kickoff duties, and he can put it through the end zone just about every time if he wants. Uh, but, yeah, he's a, he, the, you watch what happened at the end of the season last year with the Eagles. And that yeah, he was, 18, that, was bad. That week 18 Very bad. Game, yep. That week 18 game didn't matter because they were just playing their practice squad guys. And he had like two shankopotamuses in that game. Mm-hmm. And there was a concern heading into that uh, the playoff game against the Bucs. He had two shanks in that game too. One of them yep. they scored after like the ensuing drive. The other one they didn't. So they really only got hurt by by one of the shanks. But he, I think he kind of proved that, you know, they need a, a new punter this year. And there's a, it's actually a really, it's a really strong punter draft. You have a Razor, you have Jordan Stout from Penn State. You have, uh, Jake Camarda from Georgia. I don't know if you're oh, getting this man. punter analysis from anyone else. This is unbelievable. But, but you have three draftable guys, and one of them, like there's there, people are talking about, like there's an outside chance that Areza goes day two. Somebody could take him in the fourth third round. round. There's now, a lot of talk. If, if some dumbass does that, then fire him on the spot. <laughs> but but uh, but in the fifth round. Yeah, go right ahead and take the guy that might become the best punter in the league. Oh, man, it's been a first-round kicker before. Why not a fourth-round punter, man? <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah, Janikowski, right? <laughs> yeah, Janikowski yeah. for the Raiders. Yep. Raiders, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, look, nobody breaks down punters like Jimmy Kemsky, and that's why we wanted him <laughs> on, for sure. Jim, listen, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for a couple minutes. Keep up the good work. We'll check you out, phillyvoice.com. Of course, add Jimmy Kemsky you, on bro. Twitter. Yeah. And we know where to find him on draft night. He will not be in Vegas, Derek, despite your disappointment. That's for sure. He will be here in the Philadelphia area. Jim, we appreciate it, man. Good Thanks a lot, up, bro. guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, you appreciate got it. it.
How about that counter analysis right there from Jimmy? Doesn't get any better. Bro, 80-yard punts? No, I'm telling That's you. unreal. So I'm watching college game day. It was like probably the middle of the college football season, right? And they're, they tease as they're going to break. When we come back, you know, you're going to see someone doing something in college football that, that no one else is doing and all this other stuff. I'm like, what is this? So they do a feature piece on this kid. Not only does he have a cannon for a leg, he's like a, a, a coffin guy dropping it right in at the, on the three-yard line. I, I mean, there's nothing this dude can't do from a punting mm. perspective. He's wow. amazing. So it's not that crazy in the fifth round. It really is. I wouldn't go any higher, but it's not crazy in the fifth right. round. That's next level analysis. That's 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 what you get. That's what you get here. You don't get that anywhere else but sports take. That's for sure. All right. So let me remind everybody while we uh, while we have our uh, captive audience here, get because on the we, we got to get on the bus. We got to get on the luxury bus. So the way this works, and we're talking about the Jacob Media luxury tour bus to the draft extravaganza here, uh, presented by Stateside Vodka. If you're from the beep, region, beep. thank you. If you're on the in the region, you can jump on, and all you need to do is email. Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E-Y, at Jacob Media. That's J-A-K-I-B, yeah. media.com. Subject line, that man right there, Derek Gunn. The subject line, you put Gunner invited me. That's all you need to do. There's yeah. 36 seats, 12 from each show. You got food. You got special prizes, all kinds of stuff. Three lucky winners will sit in the VIP section for the live show. The king of content himself, Joe Krause, Jacob Media, will communicate with you and provide all the details if you get on it right now let's fill that luxury bus all right guys we'll come back we'll jump around a little bit there's some uh craziness going on in the nba playoffs we'll talk about the sixers again we'll get predictions keep going with the birds phillies it's all on the table we are sports take Derek, barrett rob jacob media youtube network go for the midnight tears go for the game go for the hits go for the fans go for the win Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready. Go to look. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Hey guys. Hi, Bart. I was thinking about going to get a green egg so I could smoke some meat, but then I looked at the cost of it. You gotta be rich to buy one of these, bro. Derek, D-Gun, your thoughts. D gun, I got a lot of respect for you, bro. Paying fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for a green no, egg. No, 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 no. That's not what I paid. I didn't pay. Now I know what you're talking about. I didn't pay that. Now I'll tell you this story. See, my wife surprised me and bought me one. I think I've had it about five years five years now. And the one I have, the one I have is the third largest one that they make. Now, the one I have is like a thousand dollars, but oh, apples, had, oranges, all fruit, bro. She had, she had, she had a coupon from um, Bed Bath and Beyond, and and, and this place we bought it from would take their coupons. Okay, so she got one hundred fifty dollars off, so she paid eight fifty four. But okay. then when you start buying the accessories for this thing, like we got the pizza stone. And all this Ooh. other stuff. Oh, you it was pizza over on that thing? Wait, oh, yeah. Pizza? Yeah. Oh. yeah, you can do brick really? oven pizza on this thing. Oh, what? What? Oh. Oh. Yes, you can do brick, brick oven pizza on it. You'd oh, be yeah, hungry man. every show, man, when you, you start talking about this stuff. Now, I know this I know this man right here is not sitting here talking about paying for anything. <laughs> when he's got boats, motorcycles, 25 cars, no. a, man, a mansion, yeah, I know. I am great. About- I am great to put together erector sets and Legos. I get stuff that's broken. I fix them. Mm-hmm. You just buy things out and out, just new. That's what you do. Oh, no, I'm, no. I'm never. That's beneath me to fix something. I have to have it brand hey, look, new. I can't. I can't My afford a used pond. boat. <clears throat> I can't afford a used fifty foot boat. You could. You could just buy you a boat. A with, with a to- with a toilet on it that sleeps twelve, I can't <laughs> bro, my, afford that. My boat is not my boat is not fifty feet, bro. Hey man, you don't right. have one of those toilets where you know you put you you, you pull a lever and, and the bottom just falls out into the ocean, into the water. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have one of those. Into, it's got to go into a tank, man. We're at a marina, man. You can't let that happen. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. You yeah, know, man. That's that's that's. I mean, because like real talk, I put. A crab trap right outside of my boat. Just put that there to dock, and I catch crabs and I eat them. If they oh. just let, if they just oh. let, if they just let, you know, feces and everything go in the water, right. the crabs uh, will be eating it. I can't do that, bro. What are, what are we doing? What hey, happened here? Hey, I, I bet I bet I did. Das, das deal said it best right there. Barrett Big Pimpin. That's it right there. Yes, that's don't, it. Don't don't do that. Das, that's don't right, do that, man. That's don't it, don't encourage him. Yeah, I agree with Daz. Big pimp and bear. I well, agree I mean, with him. Well, you got you got to put up you got to put up duck then also because uh pizza and the big green <sighs> eggs is awesome. I wish I could afford a big green egg. Oh, you could. 
Like I said, I tell you, Billy King, the former Sixers GM, Billy King, he's got that that four hundred fifty pound green egg. Man, I, I am not paying that I kind think, of money for a green. I egg. think we need to talk to Billy tomorrow. I think we need to make that happen. You think so? Think I can get Billy on it? Let me see see if I can get him on. Yes, we'll talk Green Egg, and we may talk some Sixers and some other NBA playoffs. We haven't really gotten into this yet, guys, but Ben Simmons not playing tonight. So the report came out weeks ago. He's targeting game four, which we talked about, and I'm saying to myself, you really want to drop this dude into a game four, that kind of pressure cooker in this series? And he's a, he's a tough guy to sort of acclimate back into your offense. And then word came out yesterday from a new, number of different sp- sources that he is, in fact, not going to be playing in game four. I'm not a bit surprised. No. I don't think I didn't think the guy was going to play this year, period. Right, right. But why go through that charade? And clearly his people leak that. What is going on here with? And he, by the way, he's getting killed by all his peers. Reggie yep. Miller went bananas. Uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith, other players, Barkley, Shaq, etc. He's getting killed universally here. As I don't think he wants to play. I don't think yeah. he wants to play basketball. I don't either. To be honest. But the fact that he filed a lawsuit of, uh, uh, against the Eagles trying to recoup, I mean Eagles against the Sixers mm-hmm. trying to recoup what twenty million dollars? Correct. In, are you yep. kidding me? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't. Even, you know, you hear the stories about he doesn't even step on the court to take shots. And you talking about you, you you want to collect money for something you didn't do? Mm-hmm. Now I, I I go back to when the trade initially happened. I'm like, who in the Brooklyn front office allowed this to happen? I know you wanted to move James Harden, but who in their right mind thought that that Ben Simmons would be the answer of replacing James Harden <laughs> with a Ben Simmons? You should be fired on the spot. You shouldn't even have a job today. They for got making fooled. That move. They got fooled like everybody else did with this guy. To me, he doesn't want to play basketball, and I don't know what it is. And I'm not making fun. If it is psychological, if it is mental, get the necessary help you need. I'm not making fun of that. But it just looks like he doesn't want to play basketball. You know, He, he, and, wants, he wants all the perks, but yes. not – you know, he don't want to do it, though. You know, yep. and, and That's the travesty now, right there. If you've been medically cleared – now, we know he had the back issue. Now, if you've been medically cleared to play and you see where your team is right now, they're on the brink of being eliminated – you try to get out there as soon as you can to help your team out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know I said last week, you know, if you try to integrate a Ben Simmons right now, uh, it may disrupt the chemistry that Brooklyn has, although it doesn't look like much of a chemistry. They're down, what, three to one right now? Right. Um, but, you know, you try to integrate them and give them some spot minutes, maybe help you you know, on the boards, help you get some points, whatever the case may be. Wait, did I say Ben Simmons points? Let me take that back. <laughs> another big body. <laughs> Just having another big body on the court. Yeah. But well, the fact that we keep hearing these rumors he wants to play and all of a sudden he's a ghost again, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this, man. I'll give I you an example, play. Derek. So you're, if you're Kevin Durant, right, and, right. you know, you're 33 years old, not to say that's old, but he's certainly much older than Ben Simmons. Right. In this series, he's, he's played 41, 42, 46 minutes. He's averaging mm-hmm. 43 minutes per game. And the, don't mm-hmm. you think that Kevin Durant is saying to himself, I'm out here. Look, he's not playing well. Don't get me wrong. But I'm out here trying. I'm doing everything I can, man. I'm right. trying to carry this thing. And you won't even make the effort to get out here on the court. I mean, exactly. You, you can't tell me that these guys aren't starting if they haven't already to resent this guy. Sitting there. By the way, exactly. sit, sitting on the – like, he should be at the far – if he's going to be on the bench, way at the other end. He's sitting right in the middle of the guys who are actually out there willing to go to war and play. It's a joke. It's definitely a joke. And don't think that those guys are looking at him like, man. And 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 just like you guys said the other day, 
Ben Simmons got treated good by Embiid because Embiid understood and was a nice guy enough to understand he he had a lot of stuff he was going through. Right. So right. he didn't really he didn't really approach the situation like, all right, you're not helping me. You best believe those other guys, Kyrie and those guys, man, this dude ain't yeah. helping us, man. What is he doing here? Why is he even here? Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't need to be here. Get him out of here. You know what I mean? Yep. He, yeah, he, even, he even turned on Ben. He, I mean, he turned on Embiid. Yep. He even turned on Embiid, the one guy who protected you. He did. Right. You turned on it. Think about, he, like, they reached out before this season, when all this was going on, they were going to fly out to L.A. Embiid, other teammates. The organization did. And they wanted to. Those guys wanted to talk to him man-to-man. He's, and he basically gave him the Heisman, like, don't bother. At every turn, this guy comes off like an absolute flat-out jerk. At every turn. And now, coincidentally, you know, we're talking about a back, which you really can't prove. It's not like an MRI with with a knee stung or, or, you know, a knee, whatever. I've never bought any of it, Derek. And I'm with you. I'm not – this is not in any way, shape, or form a slight for anybody who has – going through mental health issues it's legit and real exactly exactly i just don't believe him i don't believe him i think he wants he's afraid number one if you want to call that a mental health issue that's fine but i think he's afraid to go out there and fail and you cannot be a professional athlete or any kind of athlete and 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 take that approach and you can't be a teammate to me in any way shape or form and i don't think he'll ever come back from this i'm not saying he won't ever play again but i don't think he'll ever recover just the way that he's viewed now almost universally. Yes. He's done, man. I mean, you want to go to war with people that you can be in a foxhole with. I mean, if it was in the foxhole with him and the, and the enemy was coming, I can almost guarantee he probably uh he probably shoot you from the back, man, and, and hide underneath you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. the type of dude he would be, man. I, I just don't say what you want to say, man. I, I just don't think, you know, that he has the drive and 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 the 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 nature to want to be the best player he can be, you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or fight, you know, I don't see any fight in him. Right, right. I mean, I I, I, I I, don't knock anything as far as when it comes. I don't know anything about mental health. I got my own mental health issues, you know what I'm saying? I got CTE and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm the last person to talk about that. But one thing for sure, one thing for certain, I'm going to still give you all my effort when I'm doing this. Even when I'm sitting there talking to you craziness, <laughs> I, I, I still try to give my effort. I try to reel us in a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Even though you guys push me to that point sometime, you guys do, man. I, I'm just being honest, man. Just being honest. I'm just a peace-loving man trying oh, to survive in this, in this cruel world we live in. That's Doggy dog. What, what peace-loving? I'm what just, are you talking about? I'm just a peace-loving man trying to survive in this cold world we live in. That's all. <laughs> I try to bring love and joy, Barrett. I, you know, I embrace you from afar. Peace and love. I, you <laughs> from know, afar. It's an air hug. It's a virtual hug. Come here. From a, from High afar. Five. You guys heard that from afar. From a very far. Yes. <laughs> he won't invite you to his house. I consider, you, I consider you one of my favorite stepbrothers. That's right. <laughs> and he treats you as such. No, but I mean, really, you look at it, right? You got Embiid, who is, we all know, needs surgery on that thumb at some point, saying, yeah, I, I'm not having surgery, man. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be out there playing. I may not be the same guy, but I'm going to give you everything I had. That, right. If there was ever any evidence of what the difference in heart, in guts, in, in character is between right. Embiid and Simmons, it's on full display right now between yes. those two. Yes. And, and you know what? And we can sit here and chastise um, Simmons all we want. But if there is a mental health issue, I am not going to sit here and make light of that. 
Uh, I know Not people who have gone through mental health issues. Um, I know it's an emotional struggle. One of the greatest football players to ever play the game, Brian Dawkins, has openly talked about going through depression, and he still battles uh, depression even today. He's winning, but he still has to fight it off. You know, so if it is an, a mental, emotional issue with Ben Simmons, then by all means, he does not need to be on a basketball court. If there's something that triggers in his back of his in, in the back of his mind that he's worried about constant failure more so than success, although he has has sacrificed all the way up to getting to the NBA to be one of the chosen few to play the game, maybe he found out the pressure is too great. Maybe Philadelphia was the wrong city for him to get drafted into initially. But if that all of this stuff case. is yeah, if all of this stuff has come raining down on him now as a professional athlete, then by all means he has no business being on the basketball court. And of course, when he reads all these comments, and as as you just said a few moments ago, Rob, he is getting trashed coast to coast by every prominent analyst out there, every media outlet out there. And even if he doesn't hear it directly, he has enough people closely associated with him that's feeding him the information and telling him who's saying what to where maybe it's more than he can actually bear emotionally. And if that is the case, then Ben, get help. Seriously, get help. Put your basketball careers aside. You know, he may never pay, play basketball again at this level. That's all right. In his young life, he's made enough money where he shouldn't have to worry about money any longer, you know, in his life. Um, but more importantly, his, his mental health is more so than his physical prowess on a basketball court. Agreed. That's most Agreed. important. That's most yep. important. Yeah, you know, no get doubt. the help that you need to get, man. But, but yeah. you can't, you can't be all arrogant and and and, and no, you know no. act the way you act when you know when no. you're the one that you know needs to get the help. I mean, yeah. you, you, come on, man. All right, well, let's jump around some some of these other series. The shocker here, and I know it's a big deal that Devin Booker's out, but I did not think we'd be talking about a two-two no. series between the Pelicans no. and and the, the team that had the best record by far in the NBA this season, the Suns. That one, man, I did not see coming. Uh, even better than that, I did not see the, the other series with uh, the Celtics. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Up, up 3-0 on that. All right, well, let's well, let's start yeah. there. Do they close it out tonight? Is that thing over? I, close I, it out? I, I think so, just because, you know, you look at – they're just a complete – Celtics have become a complete team defensively and two stars on the offensive side of the ball. It's just a complete mixture. Defensively – Teams aren't built to, to, to handle defense these days. They're just used, right, they're used right. to just running up and down the court and scoring whenever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the mere fact these guys, you know, you both stars play defense and offense on both right. sides of the court. That, that's like, what makes uh, like them so dangerous. Every minute. They're, they're the best defensive team I've seen in a really long time. Yes, no question. I, I mean, on top of that, Tatum's blossomed into arguably the best player. I mean, yep. they're, 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 Man, Boston is the most dangerous team in my estimation in either conference. Still playing. Well, I'm not going to overlook. I'm not going to overlook Miami just yet. Yeah, I'm not writing think, them off. You know, yeah. I think Miami is the, still the best defensive team out there. They are tenacious on defense, man. They rotate well. They're physical on the boards. When you beat a Miami team, you know you walk off the court looking at black and blue marks. You know, and, <laughs> yep. and, I, th- and I think if we see a Boston. I think if we see a Boston uh, Miami finals, it's going to be like Crips in the Bloods, man. I'm telling you, that's going to be one nasty. That's going to be one nasty series. That could be the old school series that we used to see when we were coming up as kids. For mm-hmm. those of you old enough, when you used to watch the Lakers and the mm-hmm. Celtics go at it when it got to the NBA finals, you know, those, the, I couldn't wait. 
as much as I hate both, hated both teams, mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to see Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and, and all these guys and Robert Parrish and Kareem go at it because you know somebody was catching an elbow in the face mm-hmm. coming down the paint you knew it. sooner or later. You knew Boston, this current p- potential Boston Miami series, that could be one of those throwback type series, man. I would love to see those two lock it up. Yeah, no doubt. Look, I, I'm with you. I, it's going to be, and obviously that would mean the Sixers would be eliminated by the Heat. Right, right. It would, right. It would be a fascinating uh, Easter Conference final, that's for sure. Yeah, Miami overcoming and played really well yesterday despite not having Kyle Lowry. Right. You know, unlike what's happening with Phoenix, Phoenix seems to have fallen apart without Devin Booker. You know, Miami's overcoming it. But yep. that's that's the other part, man. Just it's it's always, always the attrition of injuries. And Bede's dealing with it. Miami's dealing with it. Yeah. Phoenix is dealing with it. That plays a big part in who survives and who does it a lot of times. And the yeah, Sixers well, aren't a team with great depth. When you look at the, when you look at the Suns Pelicans team, the worst thing that happened for the Suns twofold. Number one, it lost Devin Booker indefinitely. Number two, this young Pelicans team won a game on Phoenix's court. Yep. yep. And they're sitting there going, "Hey, wait a minute. We we can hang with these guys." You know, Devin Booker may not be back. This we can hang with this guys. Of course, Phoenix goes and gets Game Three, yeah. and then all of a sudden, look at the game the Pelicans played yesterday. Man, I'm waiting for them to fold. Me when too. The Suns closed it. Man, they pulled away. Man, they they called timeout, yep. and these boys buckled up mm-hmm. and and balled out and separated themselves from this Phoenix team. So now, you know, they're saying, "Hey, at least we got a chance." Game Six. Now, who's yeah. to say we Who's to say we can't win again out in Phoenix? And mm-hmm. then we got Game Six back here in our backyard again. You know, we've already beaten. We're standing toe-to-toe with one of the teams that's picked to win it in the West, and we're even with them, and they're missing one of their main sharpshooters. We got an excellent chance of shocking the world. Let's just go out, you know, the, you all this youthful enthusiasm and all this stuff, and it's working for them right now. It is. That's all they can do. And Willie Willie Green's done a great job. Oh, my goodness. Sixer, a great job yeah. with that team because they, they started the season off terribly, man. They yeah, look they like did. they were just toast, and he's really gotten them together. He deserves a lot of love for that one. No surprise. Warriors, even though the Nuggets got one yesterday, man, Warriors are just rolling. They're, they are going to be another tough one to stop at this point with everybody healthy now, with Draymond back, with Clay back, you know, with Steph. They're up three games to one. Bucks now taking a 3-1 lead over the yeah. Bulls. I don't see the Bulls winning another game. I think that series is over as well. You know, it's interesting. It's like game two. Chicago stole game two in Milwaukee. And all of a sudden, Milwaukee said, you know what, wait, wait a minute. Because if you look, Chicago during the season was 1-15 against the top teams in the NBA. Yeah. They couldn't beat anybody. Sixers owned them. Yeah. And the, and the Bucs had beaten them 17 of the last 18 through the years. Okay. And so they Milwaukee got embarrassed losing that game at home in game two. Yep. All of a sudden, they went by like 30 points in game three. And they beat them by, what, 20 points in, in mm-hmm. game four. And this is without Chris Middleton, who's now sitting out with that, M, uh, that sprained MCL. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're playing better without Chris Middleton, who's yeah. one of their best shooters. No doubt. And so I, I think I think Chicago, you, you know, your day is coming gone. You won your one game, your one playoff game. Kudos to you. But it's time to pack up the bags. Bucks are coming back home <laughs> to basically basically write your eulogy. Oh, I forgot, De- Barrett. Yeah. I forgot, man. I forgot who we were talking about. Here. I didn't. That's why I just sat back and just listened to it, man. Why did I forget that? For a am I telling the truth? After yes. watching the Bucks play the last two games, the way uh, they manhandled the bull, um, you know, uh, what's what's this, the, the the sharpshooter for Chicago? Um, DeRozan. DeRozan. Look look at what he's done the last two games. They have Beaming. shut him down. Yep, <laughs> shut him down. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, you know, you can call me a Bucks fan if you want, but hey, the eulogy is about to be written. That's I all I'm you. telling. 
I hear you. I hear you. And, and calm just, down. Calm down now. Right, right. right you got right. your little Milwaukee fix. Good for but you. But I don't. I don't think I, I will be honest enough to say, unlike a lot of fans, I'm not going to say who who are always the homers rooting for their teams. I, I'm honest enough to say, I think the Bucks season comes to an end if they play Boston in the next series. This season's over. I, I don't think they can handle Boston. All right. I want to. I want to get this into before we get out, and we'll give you predictions on the Sixers game. But did you see the scene? at Yankee Stadium, new Yankee Stadium, yes. on Saturday in right field. So the Yankees hit the game winner, and the right fielder for the Guardians, formerly the Indians, the Cleveland team, they start getting pelted with water bottles, other debris. Yeah, man. It was a bad scene, man. It was ugly, for sure. Very classless. Yeah. To be expected from Yankee fans. Yeah, yeah but, but see, here's, here's the problem. It was a big story that day. Nobody's still talking about it today. It, again, if that was Philadelphia, it'd still yes. be a hot topic today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Oh, Philadelphia fans, some of the worst fans in the league. Mm-hmm. But it's New York. Yeah. New York's fans are worse. But yeah. yet, who's the, I haven't seen anything. Have you seen anybody talking no. about it No, today? what happens in Correct other cities – No, yeah. you're right, Derek. It becomes – Hey, that was just some rogue fan. That was just a couple of knuckleheads. Right. What happens in Philadelphia, yeah. it becomes that's Philadelphia. It's the, the city. It's, it's the blanket yeah. statement. Yes. Yes. Whereas other cities, for some reason, it's just, ah, that was just a couple of morons doing it. Absolutely. It's, it's always them Delco people. That's right. Correct, <laughs> Barrett. And, and you see the video. You see the video. You see people, abundance of people throwing stuff when they're trying to protect the players. People are still throwing stuff on the field. The, go, the security Put guy is, is – and I don't blame the players. The players want to go up there and get a piece of whoever's doing right. that. Yeah. 100%. But the problem Absolutely. is you get up there and that, you don't know what the heck's going to happen. So, anyway, the guards yeah. are trying to pull the – you know, the, the guardian – I keep saying it – the guardian outfielder away – and yeah. the guards are getting drilled with with stuff, and it's crazy what was going on in that game, bro. Like I said, if that, we'd still be talking about it right now if it was our fans, and that's that's totally bogus, man. Totally, totally bogus that we get we get the uh, the fanfare that we're just the worst fans in the world. No question. You know what I mean? That. No question. That's about crazy. It. All right, that's so crazy. let's go predictions here uh, for tonight's oh, before, game. Before we yeah. do that, yeah, I uh, right after the funeral on Saturday, I had to go do an event for. Uh, this this um bar called Dolans. Dolans, Dolans. Dolans. Yeah, Dolans. I, I I unfortunately couldn't go, but the, the folks reached out to me. Our guys reached out to me for it. How was Hold it? Hold on, you talking that, about it? That's a Ridley. Should... That's a Ridley Park joint in, in Delco. Yes. yes, and I'm surprised you don't have your picture in there. I know. Oh, you, What's that all about? It's not, it's not. I'm not Barrett, but you work with you. You work with Rob. You you you. I'm like Rob Delco. is like the mayor out there, Delco, bro. Man. Delco <laughs> you guys have a Delco day. Was it May 10th or something? Uh, like that? Yeah, I, I I felt bad. I was tied up with something and I would have gone, but I couldn't make it out. Yeah. Did we do a little wiffle ball or something? What was going on? Yeah. 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 So they, they had a fundraiser, a wiffle ball fundraiser. I mean, they raised Jordan a lot of Mylotta, money. right? Jordan was yep. there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you know, good event, big time event, man. Those, are, those are great people, man. They are great. Oh, people. Delco people are great. And then Joey I got to watch it. Yeah. I got to watch it, man, because when I go there, I can't. Stop the drinks from coming. Yes, the problem is you sit down and you're there's eight cups lined up in front of you. <laughs> drinks. It's what happens. That's the way we roll. Yes, it's not easy. It's hard Del- to be the Delco. I'm everything from shots in there. I'm like, yo, a lot of fireball, a lot of yeah, fireball. No, 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 they, they, they were like Jameson. I'm like, I'm trying to drink um, uh-huh. vodka and cranberry. Yes, and they're, they're just sending, you know, Jameson, Jameson. I'm like, Jameson shots. I'm like. 
you, you can't mix the two. No, no. And I and I mix the two. So I know. It's a it's you know. <laughs> so it's Delco's finest. That's our it. card, Rob. Rob E. That's it. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you had fun. Yes, I, I love my guys. All right. So I couldn't let it go. You had to get it in there. Yeah. Let's uh let's go prediction time. D gun, you start. Tonight's final, Sixers, and of course, trying to take trying to finish off the Raptors here game five. We only had two minutes, man. Okay. What are you trying you to say? Because you give a dissertation and then I only, I can only say wow. two words. Wow. You've said you've said enough for one day. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I'm gonna keep it short and to the point. I'll let All you right. guys have the podium. All um, right. as I said earlier in the show, I think the 76ers get it done tonight. You gotta get it done tonight. No way fans and butts about it. You cannot allow Toronto to go back. Even though Joel is less than 100%, I think the Sixers get it done tonight, period. All right. The, uh, back on. Of course I'm going 76ers. And I need my star to step up. I need Harden to get – give me 30. Give me 30. Maxie comes and gives his little 22, 23. Tim Harris, he gives me a little bit – you know, Harris gives me about the same 22, 23, and we win the game. Okay. I think they win. I think this thing is really close again. I think this is an Ajita kind of game. So I, I think they probably win on the last possession, either with the Sixers getting a bucket or they get a stop. But I think it comes down to the very last second of the game, and they survive. And we're all going to feel like we played the game once it's yeah. over. But I think they will yeah. survive. And I'm with you, Derek. The last thing you want is to let this wounded animal feel good about itself yeah, and they can win that game. You do not yeah. want that. All right, so here's what we have coming up. Tomorrow we have Jeff McClain. He'll be yeah. joining us. Wednesday, Sal Palantonio. We got a lot more in store. And, of course, we have the draft show on Thursday from Ocean Resort Casino, which is going to be an absolute blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, great job as always. We're back tomorrow at 12 o'clock for Barrett Brooks. For D-Gun, we are Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. Stay tuned for Sills. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.